second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back door? They're coming. They're coming. Oh god, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked planet. Welcome to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 65. We are coming at you once again from the haunted garage in an undisclosed location known to nobody on planet Earth. That's how it's going to stay. Tonight, we talk about the most important topics there are to discuss. Almost never. Such as Gay Pride Month. But before we get to all that, you know him as Ron from New England, some as the Harry Derriere, others <laughs> as the Weevil Wizard Slunt Bucket. But his friends and family know him best as the man who came in second place at the International Pocket Pool Tournament. Why didn't you get first place? You disgrace! Ron? What's going on? <laughs> I'm the slunt man, whatever the slunt is. I lost my composure. Okay, so I don't know if I ever told you, but when I was a little kid... Grasping at straws. When I was a little kid, my dad cut the inside of my pockets out so I'd have a friend to play with. Hit that cricket button again. <laughs> I can't reach. No, the first time I touched my little tallywhacker and it made snapping sounds. Good it was like, what the... God. You know what I forgot to say? What? Ron from New England. No, you didn't. You said that. Maybe I did. Who gives a shit? We're you past know it. It's you, in the past. You know him as Ron Let's from New England. Move forward. Yeah. So, yeah, I was grasping at straws on that one. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know I if we're... I blacked out. I started seeing stars. I think an angel came down from the seventh dimensional realm and started guiding me. I don't know if you were ready because I hit the record button. Well, you, you said, oh, let's do this. And I'm like, okay, here you go. But then I, I dove into the cooler for another beer and was like, oh, guess we're going. I think before we get too far into this, what are you double fisting it? No, I just finished this one. 
I got to be careful because when I say the word fisting, it gets me excited. Yeah, it gets my nipples real hard. Ready? No, Three, hold on. Two, Don't one. throw it away. Ow. I want the can. Give me the fucking can. Jesus. So demanding. Buckley, in order of, uh, in honor, excuse me, of, uh, what is it? We're here. We're queer. And Buckley's drinking beer. And I'm drinking beer. It is safe space. Pride, Pride Month. Okay, so I got it now. So uh, <laughs> there's a local brewing company called Concord Craft Brewing. So we'll give them a little plug. What's up, you sexy beasts? Uh, they brew to be, and this is not new. This has been out for it, yeah. maybe a couple of years now. But it's called Safe Space. And it shows like a Pegasus horse. Oh, no, I take that back. It's a unicorn. It's a fucking unicorn. Get it right, Ron. Jeez. With a rainbow. Yeah, so this is a, a, a Indian pale ale. It's uh, 6%. And this, you know. I hear it's pretty good. I mean, I'm not an IPA guy. But it's not bad. There's yeah. a lot of rainbows on the cover, which, I don't know, take it as you will. The unicorn is fucking amazing. And there's a little butterfly uh, flying off. And also the Capitol building top of the roof. Which is actually, in reality, it's gold. It's it's gold leaf. It's real gold. Real gold. And <clears throat> on this, it's uh, a rainbow. We'll have to take a picture of this, and we'll put it in the uh, on the Instagram. It's a cool looking can. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it is Pride Month. Uh, so, Buckley, you said you had another pregnancy scare. Uh, oh yeah, I did. You had um, some. You had some morning sickness. I got morning sickness. Uh, my tits got really swollen, and I was starting to get worried. I uh, I missed my period. Were they leaking? <laughs> no, they got swollen. Oh, but I missed my period, so you know, I immediately went to the doctors. So you're all good. Uh, I went to the doctors, and I was like, Doc, am I? Did I get knocked up? And he was like, You know, you might have. What have you been up to lately? And I was like, Well, I did go to this gay. Uh, this Pride Month gay rally thing, and there's a lot of dudes there. They were doing a lot of groping. You know, I got hit in the face with a rainbow flag. Uh, I saw a man wearing That's, a dog okay, collar. That's okay. Hold on. Hold on. I saw on. a man wearing a dog collar. And I woke up the next morning and I was like, kind of, I was feeling nauseous. My tits were swollen. I think someone grabbed my ass. I'm not sure, but I think someone grabbed my ass. Okay. So automatically, I just assumed I was pregnant. That story is a little bit different than the one you told me. What? What did I tell you? Well, you said you got hit with a rainbow flag across the face just now. And what you told me Sunday night when we had our little rap session for the show. Mm, the, the, going over the script. That somebody came up to you and slapped you across the face with a rainbow colored dildo <laughs> and challenged you to a duel. Oh, well, that did happen. Okay. All right. So you've conveniently left that part out. Well, I kind of forgot. I was saving it. I forgot, but I was also saving it because, you know. Did you guys have the duel? When you go to Pride Month, you have to bring your weapon of choice, which some people, it's assless chaps. Others, it's like those chin strap dildos. Some, they like, you know, the gag leash collar. I like to bring a double-ended. Like, you know, like, think Darth Maul's lightsaber. Right. You know, it's double-ended, and then you just fucking go to town. <laughs> slapping around. Ba 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 ba. That would be really cool if you had, like, a slow-motion camera. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? This is another rocky start, Ron. Another very, very rocky start. How was your week? Did you do anything? Yeah. Hold on. 
Oh, he's taking a hit off of his peace pipe. <clears throat> yeah, I had a good week. Good week so far. We've been getting caught up on a lot of things. This was kind of a cleanup week. This weekend, I finished my deck rails on the little extension on my deck to go to the pool. So that was cool. Okay, but what are you doing to celebrate Pride Month? Mm. Come on. I don't know. Well, I mean, I went to the Cape last weekend. No. No, that doesn't count. What are you doing now? I looked at Provincetown on a map. What are you doing in your community? Oh, uh, I don't know. It's still Pride. I got plenty of time. It's all good. Ron. Ron. I'll, do, I'll do something for Pride Month. Ron, come on. I, I, I got to say, though, I'm glad you're not knocked up. That would really <laughs> fuck up the show schedule. I want your, 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 your seven-day plan of how you're going to do your part for Pride. As Saki Saki would say. Saki Saki. Five dollar. I'm going to have to circle back and get back to you on that. Your circle jerk back and get back to me? Circle jerk, double fisting. Jump down, turn around, and circle back and get back to you on that. Jesus Christ. I think we're going to have to put like an NC-17 rating on this show. I we can't they, just do explicit. Sh- this show's fucking rated almost three X's, two two X's. We should probably throw an extra extra X in there. Four X's? Four, five. Now make it six. Six, six, six. Is that a non-binary number? Dude, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't get that stuff. The non-binary, the cis, the, 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 the cis males. I do understand the pans thing. I don't know. What is that? Pansexual is like you're attracted to just personalities, I guess. Uh-huh. So it's like, it's basically like you're bi or you'll just bang anyone if you like their personality. Is that like, yeah, she's not the prettiest thing I've ever seen, but she's got a great personality. No, it's like a man could be attracted to a man, but he's, he's not gay. I think, well, hold on. (laughs) He doesn't identify as being gay. He identifies as being pans because he's saying he's just attracted to the personality. I, yeah, I don't get that. (laughs) Did you see uh, this was a thing on Instagram? Was it on Amazon when they had these? uh, I can't explain it any other way, Ron. They had these shirts you could buy for all the different, uh, what is it? What's the classifications? Genders. Genders, that's it. Yeah, there's like 50 fucking billion genders. Right, but down in the selection it said for sizes, male or female. (laughs) Really? Yeah, you didn't see that? They didn't have all... 10,000 gender uh, sizing. You know listed? what? That's you know insane. what? They should have put that in the ad. I think that would have been. That's messed up. That would have been appropriate. That's not inclusive. That's sexist and it's wrong. It's oppressive. Like what we're, <laughs> like what we're doing right now. What? Like what we're doing right now. How is this? How I, I, I've said nothing but good I'm stuff. I'm sorry. I'm just really sorry. I've said nothing <laughs> but kind words. Well. Actually, you know what? Hey. I'm feeling a little. Whatever gay term that is for being afraid of you. You're turned on by me? I said afraid. What's the gay term for being afraid? I don't know. I'm sure they have one, (laughs) though. (laughs) Maybe they do. Hey, listen, I don't want to beat up on gay people. I have gay people in my family. It's all good. Yeah, actually, you know. Just don't teach it to my fucking kid. Which, hey, did you see the thing uh, where the people were taking, like, their toddlers and shit to the drag show? Yeah, it's called drag your two-year-old or drag your toddler to drag or some shit. Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. That's a little much for me. Because, I mean, apparently they're having uh, drag people, which drag usually means you're dressing in the opposite 
sex right clothing and makeup so like a guy dresses up like a girl girl dresses up like a guy drag so they had i think it was in texas wasn't it that the whole thing it was because because our man prime prime time alex stein was there and he actually got a shout out from tucker carlson well so i mean you've probably seen it so i don't gotta go into great detail but i mean having your toddler go to a bar a gay bar and give uh Somebody dressed up in drag and like, uh, you know, possibly on a leash. <laughs> Dollar bills. Is that all that? Da, da, da. Ah. Seems a little weird to me. You know, maybe they should come to that discovery that they like doing that. If they like doing that themselves in a, a gay bar, probably shouldn't be advertising to, you know, little kids, little kids. Yeah. It's I, a guess, I guess weird. I guess that's where I the where I like I call it. Like I don't have a problem with gay people or people that want to be one of the seventy two genders. I don't care. Yeah, you do you. But drag drag shows are they're adult usually. But teaching it in school, and teaching it in schools, it's it's messed up. I don't think it's right. But also like a drag show at a gay bar is that's for adults. That's intended for adults. It shouldn't be promoted, marketed, advertised, or thought as okay for a, a very young child to be going to that. Okay, stuff. so the one thing I remember, and I've been to a few of these establishments in my lifetime. Not recently. A gay bar? No. Strip, oh. strip clubs or what we call gentlemen's clubs. You've never been to a gay bar? Never. What? No, never. We need to change that. And... I'm pretty sure you had to be, like in Montreal, you had to be at least 18. And down in Massachusetts, I want to say you had to be 21. To go to a strip club? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but but, uh, but it's okay to take your toddler. That's all good. Hey, did you see- How authentic, sorry, not to cut you off, but, you know, how authentic do you think that story is? (laughs) Which story? The drag toddler shit. I think it's pretty legit. You think it's pretty legit? Yeah, it's a legit story. Tom Fuckery? No, no, no. Deep fakes. Deep fakes. No, or I just don't think like so. some bullshit story. No, 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 because okay. because Alex Stein went there. Okay, to protest against it or whatever. Anyways, anyways, what were you gonna say? Before uh, I rudely interrupted you. Speaking of which, now I don't know if I'm gonna get this absolutely right, but I did read that the Biden administration is threatening to withhold student lunch money program for schools if these schools will not teach this agenda. The drag, LGBTQ. Yeah, like uh, the gender, non-binary, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Where are you? Like, like, if, like if schools say, oh, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. That's, not, that's crazy. We're not going to teach. I'll look, okay, you don't get no lunch money. Where are you hearing this? I read it on either Epoch Times or Gateway Pundit. Okay, so how authentic do you think that is? Because that sounds almost like... I think it's pretty legit. ...inhumanitarian to me. Yeah, I think it's pretty legit. That sounds almost like sort of fear porn style. Do you know what I mean? Well... Like, you can't have kids go to public school and refuse to give them funding for food. That would be extremely fucked. Which, you know, nowadays... It fits the bill, but for a public school with public children where it's like you either have to basically be homeschooled or go to a school or, you know, the government comes a knock in. But 
That sounds kind of like fear porn to me a little bit. What do you think? Well, hold on. Well, hold okay. Hold on. But honestly, everybody out there, have a wonderful Pride Week, month, whatever. Is it a month? Have a wonderful Pride Month. I uh, wish you the best. <clears throat> to all my les- lesbonic friends and gay brothers out there, we wish you well. Go buck wild. Wave your flags. Dildos. Okay, so th- so this is on Just Fox Fox News, so take it you know however you want, but it's on a bunch of other news agencies too. Hey, right, this is Fox News coming at you. Biden administration holding school lunch money hostage to force transgender policies. Activist parents says. What was that last part? Hold on. Okay, hold on. Governor DeSantis administration. This is the Florida Voice News. Yeah, so this, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It's just, I saw that and I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Yeah. The Washington Examiner, which well, I don't know, is probably a... Uh, food fight school... Wait, go back up for a second. Uh, the title of this article is Food Fight School Lunch Funding Row Pits Biden Against States. I don't know what the fuck that even means. See, this is the thing I don't like about media. Like, what the fuck does that title even mean? Well, it's it's clickbait, right? But right. it says, Republican-led states across the country are poised to miss out on federal funds for national school lunch program after the Biden administration announced last month it was making such funds contingent upon pro-transgender interpretation of Title IX. So whatever Title IX is. Under the provisions of an announcement last month by the Department of Agriculture... Any state or local agency that receives funding from the department's food and nutrition service must interpret Title IX to include non-discrimination protections for sexual orientation and gender identity. The requirement came without the normal formal notice of rulemaking federal agencies are typically required to exercise when making a policy change. Okay, like I don't give a sh- Like, yeah, if kids want to identify like... As whatever, I guess, sure. No discrimination if they want to be gay, lesbian, trans, sure. I'm not yeah, gonna, no, I get that. I'm not going to discriminate against yeah, that Yeah, no, shit. I get that. I do think, and we've talked about this before, that there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of influence that's coming across from uh, media sources, uh, policies, things being taught that are very influential on kids. We talk about this all the time. So that's where I, I have the problem with it. Um, but, you know, even the set aside that stuff, there are, you know, young kids that probably are trans, gay, queer, lesbians, whatever. That's do you fine. think they really do? You, I mean, let's I, you know, I really wish we could have got Nikki on. Why? To ask her these questions. Why? And uh, but, you know, I wonder, you know, kids are confused enough as being kids, I think. Right. Just from somebody that's, you know, been around a lot of kids, like raised a lot of kids and a lot of young kids in our family that look up to me. Well, they're even more you confused know? if they have idols or or adults telling them certain things at a very young age that, you know, they're saying is normal or. Yeah, I don't know. It's fucked up. I just feel like, I don't know. There's There's just so much media out there and celebrities and shows and shit going on in schools that it's like god damn I gotta find a good place to take a picture of that how much of it is how much of it is being fed to kids and how much of it is actually kids you know coming to this uh, 
this conclusion by themselves. You know, I, I, I've said, like, I think teaching about the stuff in an educational setting would be fine. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I wholeheartedly at, at an appropriate age, like maybe later in middle school or high or, school or like early in high school, junior high, you know, having an educational class, obviously parents need to know about it. Um, cause that's a big thing. Parents need to know about what their children are being taught, which also means parents need to take, um, an interest in what their kids are being taught. They can't just, you know, not give a fuck and then be mad about something if it's being thrown in there. But educational setting would be fine to learn about all this stuff because they're actually there. I'm sure there are plenty of like, say, trans, queer, uh, gay kids that fucking maybe they don't. Re- well, nowadays they probably do, but maybe they don't really know what's going on or they feel weird about something. And then maybe they would go to a class where it was like a sex ed class or something like that. And they learned about this sort of thing. And then they're like, Oh, okay. That, that makes sense. Not like fucking little Nas X or some bullshit TV show or like, you know, that they're watching and just targeting children or whatever. That's what I have a problem with. And I've said that a fucking thousand times. So I'm going to shut up now. Oh yeah. Well, no, just like, that's why I just say, you know, it shouldn't be taught to little kids plain and simple. And I don't even know how we got on that subject. We weren't even going to go there. Oh, but. fuck. Right. Well, how was your week? What'd you do? That's what we were getting into. Oh, I do the same thing I do every week. I you, work. You I did, work. You I did work. your fucking, you finished your deck a little bit. I finished railing. my deck railings, which are composite and kind of tricky to do by yourself. Agent J did give me a hand for a few hours. Thank you, Agent J. And we ended up having, we had a hailstorm this weekend. What? Yeah. Yeah. A storm rolled in. Saturday, Sunday. Saturday. Storm rolled in and probably, uh, well, what can I compare it to? Bigger than a pea. Bigger than a pea? A pea, piece, you know, like a green pea. Oh. Like hail that big, <laughs> maybe a little bit bigger. It's like I've had some pretty big peas before and poos. Well, I'm concerned pea because. peas and poo-poos. Hail, yeah, we'll bring that up later. <laughs> hail, uh, hail damages cars like big time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Puts puts millions of little dents in them. Puts you in business, right? Yeah. Well, it can. (laughs) You know, us little shops, we don't do as much insurance work as we used to. And quite frankly, I could fucking care less if I did or not. They are so difficult to deal with now. It's crazy. Yeah. But uh, so you got your your railing done. Did you do any like anything fun over the weekend or did you just kind of not really? You just kind of worked more. Yeah. You know, fun for me on the weekend is having alone time, believe it or not. So you can. No, so I can just fucking relax. And this place, this shop has been mental. It's only Wednesday, and it's already been crazy this week. Yeah. June's a big inspection month. So, yeah, so we've been busy doing that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't uh, I don't get much enjoyment on the weekend, unfortunately. Sounds kind of sad. Yeah, you know, we can't get everything <laughs> set up to have, like, nice get-togethers at our house, and the weather's not cooperating. Well, hopefully I'll get invited. Of course you will. I told you that before. Sure, I will, Ron. So, uh, you say that now. So, anyways, all the trees we cut down and was cut into stove length, that was all brought down to the haunted garage and put in storage for the winter. Nice, nice. Yeah, probably three cord there. I've been, been putting in extra. Yeah, it was crazy. I didn't think it was that much there. That's a good amount. That's quite a bit. That should get you more than a winter. Yeah, we go, we figure it's about a quart a month. In the winter? Yeah. Oh, shit. So, probably not. So, a minimum of that, actually. Yeah. Depends on how cold it is. 
Okay, yeah, because it's the garage. It's not like a house. Yeah, and it's, it's the ceiling's not insulated. I mean, it's a lot of things yeah. I could do to make it better. But it's a big space. Yeah, it's a very big space. It, but I mean, you've been in here in the winter. It's it's comfy. Oh, it's it's toasty. Yeah, it's nice and toasty. I don't like I wear to be tank cold. tops here in the winter. Well, up in the haunted studio, it gets freaking hot. It's kind of nice though. It's like a sauna. Yeah, that, that's why we get so loopy sometimes. <laughs> it's because we're like we're we're kind of in like a sweat lodge up in this room, and it's just like we we start to see things. Since we brought up the whole idea of putting in putting in extra wood for the winter, right? Like, I don't know what winter's going to bring. I really don't. And, and I mean, not to jump forward because there's a few things that I think are kind of important to talk about that we're going to talk about tonight. Winter's coming. But here it is. It's June. Uh, it's it been in the 70s, right? It hasn't been real warm. I mean, we had a couple of days that got in the 80s. And they said it was going to be 100, but they never got there. And uh, But I'm already thinking of winter. Like, I'm thinking that far ahead. You gotta. So... So I'm thinking about how much wood I need to put in at the haunted garage. So, you know, usually it's five to seven. I've already got at least seven and we have more trees we need to cut down. So we're going to be sitting pretty good for wood because typically I have oil backup. So at night when the stove goes out and it gets like down to 60 or 55, then the, uh, the furnace kicks on, right? And that takes heating oil. Well, I got to have my heating oil guy drop 100 gallons tomorrow at my house. Because this time of year, I just use it for hot water, yep. which I know is inefficient, really, when you think about it. But uh, he said it's five sixty-five a gallon. Jesus! So it's going to cost me five hundred sixty-five dollars to put a hundred gallons of heating oil in my house tomorrow. <sighs> Dude, that hurts. Yeah, you know, like like this shop when the furnace is going, it's five to eight gallons a day. It takes. Damn. That's with the wood stove going. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, so what do we got? Hey, I got to decide what I'm even going to do this winter. Mm. Because if we're going to go into winter and we're going to have all these supply chain problems, <clears throat> these potential terrorist attacks, pow- <laughs> power grid problems, nobody's going to have any fucking money to fix their cars. So I'm already thinking, I'm like, like doing the math, right? Should I just close down like at New Year's for three months and just open back up in April? Well, if you're going through, what did you say, eight gallons well, let's a say, day? Let's just say five. Five gallons a day? Five gallons a day. So if you buy 100 gallons at, what, $500 or something like that? No, it'd be close to 600 Oh, it'd be $600? Okay, so that means what? You're going to do five five a day so that's it's 20 days 20 days that's gonna last you roughly so you're gonna have to pay six hundred dollars every 20 days yeah which least. for some people some people oh that's nothing well i'm just a like a, this is like a two-man band here yeah this is not like a big dealership or anything like that yeah yeah i mean hey it depends business does slow down anyway right in the winter we stay pretty steady Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. No, we stay steady in the winter. Well, maybe you're going to have to do a little uh, inflation yourself on You prices. know something? I have not raised any prices, but I'm thinking, uh, unfortunately, I might have to. A little bit to just offset. Yeah. I mean, people would get it. Do you know uh, what I mean? Yeah, I know, but I don't. They you know, people to. are getting screwed every way they turn right now. I know, but you got to meet... You, you kind of have to meet your bottom line or yeah. your bottom No, dollar. no, I get that. You know, they were talking. You know I mean? they were talking on CNBC or whatever the other day. 
that this inflation right now, which they're saying is like 8%, it's fucking way over that. It's probably close to 20%, 20% or maybe even more than 20%. It's costing the average household an additional $5,000 a year to live now. Jeez. That's like a hidden tax. Yeah. And if it is considered a tax, well, that's more tax taxation without representation. Yeah, I mean, we're just getting screwed. Yeah, yet they nuts. come on and... And then right after that segment, they come on and they say how ExxonMobil, Shell, all these big, huge oil companies are are seeing record profits. Oh, gee, I wonder why. Well, if it, 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 yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, a lot of this lands on the Biden administration by shutting down domestic oil. I get that. But there's a fair amount of price gouging going on right now because they say, right, never let a crisis go to waste. Because they know that people need gas. They need diesel fuel. All the trucks that bring shit they to your stores. Food. And we've said this a million times. They need food. Yeah. The stuff that brings your shit to the store runs on diesel. Trains run on diesel. Trucks run on diesel. Ships run on diesel. Planes, trains, automobiles. Yeah. So, so you know, again, I don't know. I'm just telling people, and we've said this before also. I don't want to beat a horse to death like a dead horse. So I just continue to beat him. I'll beat it. But. People don't get caught with your pants down. <clears throat> really, really just, you know. Or do if you're into that. Yeah. Well, it is Pride Month. <laughs> but but what I'm saying, though, you know, just kind of be smart about every dollar that you have right now. Yeah, or just go buck wild, you know. It is the first summer we've had that was good since uh, the, the lockdown. Yeah, you know, people have a are summer. Yeah, people are out doing things. Have a summer. We set our house up so people could come and hang out and have a good time. Go to Pride Month and have a summer. Spend some money. <laughs> let those warlocks out. Let the girls out. Let them breathe and just flap them in the wind and just go after it. Yeah, but you know what? Like, like they talk about discretionary spending, right? Like going to the store and maybe buying, you know, the kid a little gift or buying something. Like... Like, by the time you get done paying your fuel, rents in the state of New Hampshire, well, I think the whole country have gone right through the roof. I think a two-bedroom apartment right now is 18 to two grand a month. A one-bedroom is like a uh, 1,000 to 12. Oh, yeah, if you can find one. Yeah, I know people that are getting <clears throat> one-bedroom apartments for like $1,000, which is kind of absurd because I remember, oh, God, 10 years ago, oof. I was getting a two bedroom for like seven. Yeah, and even that was high. I mean that that was high, but I mean that if you have if a two bedroom and you're splitting it with a roommate, that's well, not bad. Yeah, I, you know I suppose. I mean? Yeah. So if well, you have, well if you a two a, bedroom, a two bedroom, a two bedroom yeah. at seven hundred split between two people is affordable. Yeah. But a one bedroom for a thousand to twelve hundred dollars is kind of fucked. Yeah. But what can you do? Everything's going up. They got they got to. Okay, so say you're in a situation you can't afford to buy a house because we know the housing market's like ridiculous. You can't afford to buy an apartment because you can't afford to rent an apartment. So where does that leave you? You got to go back to mom and dad's. Oh boy! Yikes! Well, I have a cellar dweller that three years ago asked if he could come. <laughs> he could come home for a couple of months. I said, "Yeah, no problem." Cellar dweller, and uh, he's still there. Ooh, but at least I heard he's mining. So. He's a lazy fuck is what he is. Oh, are you sure you want to say that? Yes, I do. Oh, Jesus Christ. I he, tell his mother that all the time. He doesn't listen to the show. Is someone going to be offended? He ain't going to listen to the show. I heard he's mining crypto. That's something. Yeah. 
he's probably lost his shirt in the last couple of weeks. Ron, are you gonna offset the 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 vibes at home? You know what? By uh, making these comments, when I actually said that, I mean that is how I feel about him. But I will say this: he doesn't get into trouble. He doesn't really cause me any grief. He just costs me money. And uh, he's got no communication skills like whatsoever. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, that's just, that's just uh, the, the age or whatever. You know, it is, it is what it is. Ron, here's the tactic for you, okay? He stays out of my hair. I have a tactic for you. Next time. Have you ever heard, like, lead with a positive and then say the negative shit? You should try that. Just next time. All right, so I said, you know what? He's a really he's a really good kid. He's a really good kid. He doesn't cause any, he doesn't get into trouble, doesn't cause a lot of trouble. And here's the negative part. <laughs> that fucker. We've been doing all this work That's on the Jesus. outside. We've been doing all this work on the outside of the house. Oh god. Not once has he lifted a finger to help. Does your wife listen to the show? Uh yeah, but she already knows these and she you know, and I don't I probably shouldn't say anything because she gets upset. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say to him. I said, just tell him, get the fuck out. You should throw him out <laughs> into the woods with a knife and like a flint and be like, don't come back until you kill an animal and bring it back for dinner. Yeah, well, there you go. And he's a rice, a, a right of hey, hey, you he know what? That thing. You know what? I that grinds him into a man. I understand that I am tough when it comes to some things because I grew up in a different generation. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. My father beat work ethic into me. I've been working since I was a little kid. I pumped gas when I was 28 cents a gallon. I painted my first car. It was a truck actually, when I was 12 years old, I've worked six days a week, my whole life until my dad passed away. And then yeah. that's when I decided I was going to take Saturdays off. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not kidding. You, Ron. <laughs> not kidding. I would work. No, listen, I would work all week. I would work until two o'clock on a Saturday Saturday afternoon and Sunday, I cut wood because when up at the up at the big farmhouse, the big house, cutting wood's fun. Oh, it is. I like cutting wood. <sighs> Would you like to cut twenty five or thirty cord a year? Fuck yeah! Out ninety degree heat. Fuck yeah! With a great big saw with no guards on it. That if no, you just give me fucking an, tripped and cut your head off, give me an axe, baby. Yeah. Okay. I love cutting wood and cutting down trees. Okay, I got a bunch for you to do when you have some spare time. Ew, what's <laughs> what's your rate? What are you going to give me? No, you said you loved it. Why? Well, I, I want to. They say if you love money. something, don't do it for money. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! I'll do it for like. See what? how? See how I reeled you in on that give one. Give me, give me a quarter a log. Okay, so here's my point. <laughs> I know I'm tough. I know I'm tough like that, and I'm very unforgiving. Uh, because when I was his age, I had I had already built my house. And experienced a lot of other things that we can't really talk about right now. Why not? At his age. <laughs> why not? And, and, uh, I know what you're talking about, but why can't we well, talk we're gonna, about it? Well, we're going to, at some point when I'm ready to talk you about do it. do a show on it? We'll do a show on it. Okay. But uh, just another fun story from my past. Look, and this is why I'm like worldly. This is why I got to say about me. Because we're talking about this stuff. Like you, you're, you're his age. Right. And you guys just bought a house. You have a, you have a nice lady. You have a nice place and you have little the little the little baby, the little cutie. Right. And you have a full time job. Your wife works a full time job. You're raising a family and you're doing your thing. I have my own car. You have your own car. Yeah, that's the other thing. All my own insurance. That's the other thing. Check this out. My own insurance is as that well. Fucker's driving my Volvo, my fairly Ryan, new Volvo. Take it easy, all right? 
you know you're being recorded. Dude, when I was his age, I had like 10 cars well, and, a mo- and a motorcycle. Not everyone is, you know, has a family business from fucking 100 years old, okay? Well, he kind of has a family business. What? He has kind of a family You want him business. to come down here and work at the Honda Garage? No, work's not in his, like, vernacular. <laughs> All right, so this is what I got to say. I was raised single mom, right? Yeah. And I think she did a, a good job. You and two brothers. Yeah, so uh, uh, three. There was three. Single mom. We, You know, we had a stepdad for a while. <laughs> she burnt through him. Well, hey, easy. <laughs> we won't go into details on that much. But Deb, like, Hold on. Deb, you know I love you. But I'm just going to say, like, she did a good job. But I always, I don't know, I think I might have been a little different because I always... <laughs> Are you the oldest or the youngest? I'm the baby. You're the baby. But um, so I think because I always like kind of I always looked for fucking challenging shit to do. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like I was like, no, I see that about you. I was always trying to like and oftentimes it was either through like sports or, um, you know, playing instruments um, and like competing uh, or like, you know, uh, manual labor too as well. Like landscaping that was something i wanted to do that i got myself into and i liked it because it was hard and it was fucking rugged and you'd out challenging yourself you're in 90 degree weather fucking working eight hours lifting shit whatever uh playing rugby brutal fucking sport if you've ever played i played for five years high school college fucking brutal real brutal real rough you know you get beat to shit it's 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 can be nerve-wracking uh you know, it can be uh, challenging in a way where you, like, push yourself to a limit that you don't think you can do. You're getting fucking hit by guys that are way bigger than you and pushed to the ground. Even playing soccer, I know people like to call it a uh, foot fairy sport, but it's a brutal fucking sport. And training for that stuff is rough. Also, long-distance running. Like, that was just something I used to do by myself was go out and run miles a day. And, and you still do that. And I still do that. Yeah. And um, so it's like, I don't know. There's certain... For me, it was like something that I just looked for. You know, I don't know why exactly, but I think that, you know, I think we talked about this on one show. I forget what it was. Maybe Master Debaters or The Tavern or something. Um, But we kind of talked about how like a lot of men, especially, they don't have that nowadays, that kind of like being forced to do something that's ultra, ultra challenging at a very like not very young but like you know teen teen range where you where you kind of like rite of passage into being more than you are or becoming a man i guess yeah. and saying like whatever olden time terms but like where is that in society nowadays do you know what i mean do you think it's because well i mean i guess your situation might be a little different because your mom raised you by herself right so my mom raised me for the first 3 years by herself yeah. So, um, in uh, in I've not met one of your brothers, but your brother Kellen, he's a good guy. I like him a lot. Yeah. Seems to have his shit together. You have your shit together. I mean, even though you kind of fucked up in the head sometimes. <laughs> and uh, but, anyways, no. All joke, all joking aside. No, I mean you. You've got your shit together, you know, and I'm I'm proud of you for that. But when you take somebody that's this, you know, thirty something, thirty one years old, and is content with living in his mom's cellar. And of course, I built a nice room, so it's it's nice. It's not like a it's not like a cellar. You walk into his room, and it's like a regular room. But I'm like, dude, where's your drive? 
don't you want to aspire to be something other than what you're doing? Mm. I mean, I get it. He doesn't want to work a nine to five. And I guess I can't, I can't blame him for that. They do kind of suck. No, I agree. And he's doing this crypto mining thing, which of course is costing me money for my electricity and my fucking internet. (laughs) But I decided, I decided I was just going to, you know what? I'm going to do something that my dad never could do. I'm going to let it go. Yeah. I'm just going to let it go. I mean, sometimes, you know, people need that too. Yeah, but you know what? When when you live in New England and you get snow and you're working all day and you're already doing the rest of your family's snow cleanup, plowing and shoveling and fucking everything else. And when you get home, the deck's not shoveled, the walkway's not shoveled, the cars aren't cleaned off and moved. When I sent a text around 11 o'clock saying, hey, please go out there, clean off your mom's truck, clean off your car. I'm going to come up and I'm going to plow a spot. You can move them into that. As my parking lot's big at my house. You've seen it. Mm-hmm. My driveway is long. And, uh, you know, shovel off the deck. And when you get home and it's not done, that just makes me fucking fume. Fume bad. <laughs> because I'm already tired, right? All right. I, I think- probably started my day at 6 o'clock in the morning. You're talking, this is 6 <laughs> o'clock at night. I've been plowing all day. I come home and the shit's not done. So then what's he do? He comes out and fucking... Shorts and like oh, slippers, Jesus. and he shovels the deck like half ass. Like when I shovel a deck, I move all the barbecue stuff, I move the table, I move everything, and I shovel the whole deck. Yeah, so then, then I, you leaf blow the deck. Then, I, then you leaf blow the edges, yeah. So then I put everything back. You know what he does? He shovels a path to the stairs. <laughs> Ryan, maybe I think we should get off the subject. Yeah. I don't like to talk about my personal problems. <laughs> oh, you don't. No one would have known. I just like to vent once in a while. Hey, I, I went to a baby shower this weekend. Was he clean after? What? You gave the baby a shower? No. What? The, no. No. Come on. Come on. All right. So tell us the story. It's not real stories. You know, I went to a baby shower for my friends, Emerson, Chelsea. Um, so congratulations. It was actually nice because they didn't do the whole... Have you ever been to a baby shower? Negative. Okay, yeah. I see no reason for it. (laughs) Well, you know, men go nowadays. Mm. So that's the new thing. Not me. That's time for me to be away. But first of all, it was nice because they had a a decent spread of food and they also had a mimosa bar, which I was drinking mimosas by 12.15, baby. Was the pregnant mom drinking? Oh, yeah, no. (laughs) Obviously not. Um, and then she also, they didn't fucking, you didn't have to watch the mom open all the presents, just rip it, which is something you have to do at baby showers a lot. You have to fucking sit down you didn't get me ice. and watch. Yeah, I did. It's all melted. We, uh, you have to sit down and you You're have so to watch cheap. the mom <laughs> open every fucking present. Like, and then, Oh, thank you so much. It's like, Oh, oh my God. That's down, so nice. Another onesie. One down out of like 200. Oh, a diaper cake. Thank God. Thank fucking God. And then, you know, I ran into this this chick that I, I know. Really cool. And uh, we were talking about running. And I was like, kind of like, yeah. I was like sort of bragging. Right. Not bragging. I was doing like a nonchalant brag. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, no, I, I ran five miles. I'm yeah, like, I, like I ran five mi- miles. Like, you know, and I, the other day I did like almost six, like 5.7. And she Did like, she oh. say, why are you so fat then? <laughs> no, she was like, oh, I like to run too. And I was like, yeah, like she's like, maybe, not, maybe we should run together. She's like, not for speed, but for distance. I was like thinking, oh, like, all right. So she probably does 
Ooh. around what I do, maybe a little more. Whatever. She likes the distance, like, not so the, the speed. <laughs> so I was like, how much do you run? Like, what's your, what do you mean distance? She's like, like 50 miles. I'm like, uh, what? She's like, yeah, I do like 100 miles too. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, I do like ultra marathons. I was like, what? Or, or are you some kind of fucking psycho? Are you a fucking freak? She's like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I do like 100-mile races all the time. That's like my thing. I'm like, how do you even do that? I never heard of such a thing. Yeah, ultra marathons. So they're like between fi- there's like 50-mile races and 100-mile races. Dude, I don't even want to drive 100 miles. Dude, she like... I was like, how do you even train for that? And she's like, well, you know, I'll start out, I'll run 30 miles out and then 30 miles back on a trail. I'm like, okay, and take a break. Then I'll do like 15 miles out and 15 miles back. And I'm like, Jesus. And then, and then I'll take a break and then I'll do like, uh, you know, three miles out, three miles back, three miles out, three miles back yeah. until she hits a hundred. And you know how she does that? She does that in 24 hours span. Really? That's crazy. So it takes her all day. So she must have some nice legs then. I don't know. She's a fucking freak. Fucking psycho. But it was fun. Baby shower went good. Uh, had some friends up from New York City. So it was a good time. And yeah. I, I don't get to see them all the time now. It's always cool when you see friends you haven't seen in a while and you can hang out and just get caught up. Yeah. And, and, and I like it really. Like my favorite part of that is when they go home. Really? <laughs> now, yeah. I kind of wish because they used to live in New Hampshire. And like this is like my like. My best friend or like one of my best friends. I have like two best friends. Oh, so you're like little G who every week she has a new best friend. No, I have like two best friends and this and I get it. Uh, him and his girlfriend are like really good friends. Well, he's my one of my best friends. She's like basically a best friend. But uh, they used to live in New Hampshire and um, they moved to New York City. So I miss them. <laughs> so did they say anything? I mean, do you, you probably don't talk about show stuff. Like to your friends, but what do you mean? Did they say anything about what it's like being in New York? I mean, are they right in the city or are they outside yeah, the city? They, they live in Brooklyn and they lived on the Upper West Side because uh, his girlfriend used to go to. She went to Columbia. She's wicked smart, as we like to say here. So they're in New York, um, and I actually I've spoken about them in the past. They invited me down to shit before, like during the COVID stuff, and I was like, I, I'm not vaccinated. Oh, I, re- I remember that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't go. I wish I could, but. <clears throat> We're not vaccinated. We're not going to go. We're not going to get vaccinated to go. And I think they, I think it's relaxed now. Like you don't have to anymore. Yeah. I don't know. New York is, and we're going to talk about this a little bit. New York is this new mayor in New York is fucking makes Anthony Cuomo look like a fucking preacher. She's brutal. Yeah. If she could have a little Hitler mustache, I think she'd pull it off. All right. So I need a drink. Oh, here we go. I need a drink too. Maybe I'll drink one of those. Can I? Yeah. Sexy can I just so I went down to the store. I went down to the store and I thought that I would get Buzz, Buckley and I a few buzz balls because we seem to like those pretty good. And they were sold out. All they had was the peach ones, which any peach in a drink is gross to me. Did we mention that the buzz balls are a woman owned company? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Every time. <laughs> and uh, and they had some like what I would deem like margarita, like lemon lime margarita ones. And I'm like, nah, I don't feel like that. So now I'm like, oh, man, this fucking store sells out of shit all the time, which I guess we better get used to that, right? So I go into the beer cave. They have an amazing beer cave there. Wicked good. And I saw these hard coffees called 12 Fives Rebel Hard Coffee. And it's a vanilla latte. Because everybody, you probably figured out I like the Monster Coffee drinks. The Mean Bean is my favorite. 
and uh, which I know is awful health-wise, but anyways. So uh, Buckley and I, these are 5% alcohol, and it says on the label that they're smooth and creamy. So let's <laughs> give it a try. Let's see if it's as good as a buzzball. One, two, and go. <laughs> Slupper. Ooh, that's not bad. That's spicy. It's kind of like a buzzball. Yeah, it's more uh, vanilla-y. Well, it says vanilla on the label. I know I can read, Ron. Believe it or not. But you don't like to. <laughs> Actually, I started reading. Again. Anything I, good? I started the first Game of Thrones book. Oh, I bet yeah. that's cool. So anyways, uh, 12 Fives, Rebel Hard Coffee. Giving you a double thumbs up. Yeah, I like it. Uh, sponsor the show. Hit us up on Venmo. Um, send us free booze. Just samples. Just samples. No, just send us packs. Like a case of four packs. So like a case of like 34 packs. And we'll we'll mention you every show. But no kidding. They're, uh, they're like, right up there with buzzballs. What I like to drink, I drink a, a Rebel Hard Coffee Vanilla Latte. You know the mm, isn't that good? Mm, it's so good. It makes me want to go urine. Uh, it's only five percent alcohol, though. See, that's what the buzz balls really have. It those were fifteen percent. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna have to go with the buzz balls on this one. Just because, yeah. well, one, it's a woman owned company. One, it was modeled off after the male testicle. Three, it looks kind of like a soy candle. And four, it's just delicious. Yeah, they they're pretty good. Uh, one of our listeners DM'd me a picture of a whole like display of buzz balls. And he says, I never heard of these things until you and Buckley talked about them. <laughs> so he sent me a picture of it. So, so thank you. Thanks for the DM. Well, Ron, I'd never heard about them until you bought them. And I never heard about them until my buddy Mike brought some to the house. So Mike started it all. Sexy beast. Thank you so much. We My buddy Mike you. is out in Montana right now. He's out visiting his daughter, and does I really he, wanted to go with him. Does he listen to the show? Uh, no, of course not. My friends don't listen to the God. show. My friends, I feel as though that my friends are like, ah, that's nothing. He's just doing a show. <laughs> until, until I tell them what our numbers are and yeah, what our wow. ranking is and what other shows we've been on and who we're, come, have, who we're gonna potentially have on for guests. Yeah. I my just can't wait. All right, say, say, say few years from now. I don't really care, but we hit the big time. Just say, possibly. We're and, not at the big time right now. And I'm gonna say, who's laughing now? Who's the conspiracy theorist now? I thought we were big time. And right get out now, there maybe. and buy my colonial silver. This is Ron from New England. Get you these, gotta get out there. Go see the Ron from New England store and get buy our quail eggs. Get, <laughs> Where the fuck you get the quail eggs from? Emergency pack. You get 24 servings of chicken alfredo. <laughs> it's good for up to 75 years. Up to the 75 years. He, Only 10,000 milligrams of sodium per in, serving. InfoWars has, they used to sell quail eggs. Yeah, I don't get that. What is that? They were quail eggs. Just quail eggs. That Alex Jones sold on InfoWars. Someone out there knows. I can promise you. Now, listen, we appreciate all our supporters. And also, quick shout out to everybody that donated to the tip job this week. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. But if I ever was in that position, I don't think I would be pushing like... Those types of products. Yeah, it'd be like buy Pokemon cards. I wouldn't push that either. What? I wouldn't Hol- push holographic that. Holographic Charizard? You kidding me, Ron? I don't know. I don't know what I would do. 
I want to be sponsored by, I don't know, like uh, guns would be cool. <laughs> oh, that would be a good one. Maybe some workout shit. Yeah. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. All right. What do we have? Do right we have now, anything? that that bridge is still under construction. Have we been rambling? <clears throat> this no, long? no. Uh, just a couple is, things is in the news. We already listening? went over. Uh, Who's listening? Oh, we didn't talk about this. Biden came on the other day and said, "Oh, they did a speech. Oh, the basically saying, oh, the economy's doing great.'" Ha! And then uh, the girl that replaced Saki Saki. <laughs> What's her name? I don't know her name, and I don't care. The new girl. I'm going to look it up. She's cute, though. I'll give her that. I'm going to look it up. And. Uh, she says, uh, when Peter Ducey called her out, I don't know if it was Ducey or somebody else called her out on, how can you come out here and expect the American people to believe that the economy is doing good? She goes, well, what we're saying is that it's better than it has been historically. She must not have been around during the Trump years. Because <laughs> our economy was rocking and rolling back then. You think she's a robot? I don't know what she is. She is cute, though. She is a pretty girl. Who replaced... Just another bullshitter, though, unfortunately. Yeah, I forget her name. Is she black? Yes. Is it Jean-Pierre? Oh, sorry. Carlene Jean-Pierre. Yeah, Jean-Pierre. Ugh, she's French? Well, she has a French name. Well, she could be French. She could be from the islands. The French are the worst. She could be from the islands. I'll hold that against her. She's a pretty girl, though. Get out of here. But she's a good bullshitter. But anyways, I don't know how Biden can remotely expect anybody to believe that the economy is doing great because it's not. The economy is doing great for the oil companies. Yeah. They don't seem to have any problem making any money. Why hey, this this is just another way to, to fucking bleed the middle class. Yeah, we don't have to we don't have to go down that road. Everybody no. knows that. Great reset, you know, all that. Yeah, blah blah blah. Klaus Schwab, fucking World Economic Forum, Illuminati. Everyone's gonna die. The cabal, pedophiles, satanic. Yeah. Fucks. Yeah. Okay. So next, uh, the other thing that I saw was interesting. I didn't have a chance to talk to our friends Marguerite and Jared on this yet, but I saw in the news. That apparently in Australia, they're having high cases of what they call SADS. Now, I found a couple of different definitions for this. One was sudden arrhythmic death syndrome or arrhythmias death syndrome. And the other one is called sudden adult death syndrome, which is like SIDS, you know, sudden infant death syndrome. Which has been theorized as being a result of vaccinations, specifically the... Measles, mumps, vaccine. Yeah, what do they call that one? The MMR? MMR or some shit like that. But anyways, what I find interesting is that these SADS numbers are going up all over the world. And apparently going way up in Australia. Well, you know, Australia was pretty heavy duty on the vaccination thing. Yeah. Yeah. But interestingly enough, the doctors, they can't pinpoint the reason. (gasps) They just have no idea. It has to be all the drinking those Australians do. They're always eating red meat and barbecuing and partying and drinking. Shrimps on the Barbie. Shrimps on the Barbie. With Foster's on ice. Beers by 11 o'clock. What do you do in Australia? Maybe this is the reason for your heart disease and heart 11. attacks. 11. They start that late. They drink so much beer there. Yeah, it's good More for than us. Well, it's safer than the water. <laughs> well, that's true. Anyways, just uh, something that stood out. You know, when I started looking into it, and the next thing you know, I'm seeing posts about it all over the place. I would have to say... And this is in young people, too. This, like, uh, you know, 20 to 40 range. I'd have to say it's probably something to do with the jab. Maybe, maybe not. 
Yeah. Well, whatever. Other cool thing, you know how they've been pushing the monkeypox. Monkeypox, monkeypox. Oh no, gotta wear a mask for monkeypox. Last week, the CDC comes out recommends wearing masks because for mon- monkeypox. Also, gotta wear a mask on airplanes again, even though that's gone. What? Yeah, federally. Or yeah, just you don't like policy of uh, the airports. Well, there was a f- federal court judge that overturned the government's mandate to extend the masks on airplanes. Yeah, I knew yeah. that. Yeah. So, but now they're saying, "Oh no, monkeypox! Now you got to wear a mask, right?" Okay, monkeypox. Now, and then they say in the same sentence that monkeypox is not airborne. So, where's the rationale to wear a mask for a non-airborne thing? Well, the CDC already backpedaled on that. So that recommendation got thrown in the dump. And again, the whole monkeypox, they had a monkeypox simulation thing not too long ago. So again, just like Event 201 with COVID, they have a simulation for monkeypox, and now they're pushing the monkeypox narrative. And I think they're figuring out that people are just like, you know what, fuck you and your monkeypox, I'm good. <laughs> because, like, I, like I said before, if the globe shuts down over monkeypox... You know you're living in a joke. Yeah, well, I think we know we're living in a joke right now anyways. But the whole thing with the monkeypox is like, okay, COVID, that went away. Monkeypox is on its way out the door. What's going to be the next one? The next one's some mass shootings. Cat scabies. Yeah, cat scabies. (laughs) uh, Cat scratch fever from Uncle Ted. (laughs) Van Halen syndrome. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I think... Do you think it's like the collective consciousness of everybody that's just all getting together and saying, you know what, we're not playing any of these fucking games anymore. Fuck you and your pandemics. Well, I think it's like they throw, I've said this before, that I think it's like they throw shit out there and they see what people latch on to. But like, and then they, they'll go with it. But like, I don't, I don't think people, they're so fucking sick of the pandemic shit and Corona and like, there's some places where you still have to wear masks and get tested and all this shit. They're so sick of it. Like they don't care anymore. Would you like an example? Uh, yeah. There's an establishment in the city where little G goes for her therapy. Oh, I'm familiar with this establishment, which happens to be a similar in name, almost identical to the establishment that Buckley actually works at. (laughs) When you walk in the door there, there's boxes of masks and they give you the hairy eyeball. If you don't wear a mask. So what I do I get a mask, I loop it over my ear, and I walk right past them, and they give me the hairy eyeball. Her therapist comes out, and she says, hey, look, it, I get it. I'm the only one, because we go late, right? It's like 6 o'clock. <clears throat> I'm, sitting in, I'm sitting in the waiting room. Actually, I was sitting in the waiting room this last week and texting all the boys on our uh, Gays for Ukraine thread on, on Instagram. Sounds about right. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh, so Anyway, so her therapist comes out to set the schedule for the next meeting or whatever. And she sees I'm not wearing a mask and she doesn't say a word to me. Yeah. Doesn't say a word. Yep. But you see other people working, you know, they're leaving, going home for the night. And they're all walking around with their masks on. Yeah, you have to. No, I know. That's your policy. Yeah, it sucks. I can kind of get away with it, though. Yeah, you don't go in that often, right? Well, my boss doesn't really care that much. And I'm kind of in like... We moved buildings, so we're in the building next to the building. Then. Oh, so you're not in the same building anymore? Yeah. Right. So yeah. we can, I kind of can sneak in. Yeah, I don't which know. Which is nice. It's fucking ridiculous. So anyway, so that's the next thing. Let's get past the monkeypox, everybody. Just say no. Guys, if we, as a, as a world, 
come together. We will defeat monkeypox. I believe we can do it. People, unite against monkeypox. Come on. We're gonna what? Why isn't this thing shutting off? Hit it again. No, it's gone. <laughs> We're just playing around. Uh, so anyways, uh, so what else did you see in the news that was interesting? Buckley well, is smoking black and mild. Wasn't tonight. there like some huge thing about terrorism? Oh, do you want to get into that now? Yeah, let's do it. Because like the, the fucking uh, Homeland Security put out a thing. It was all about how there's going to be an elevated state of expected terrorism in the United States of America. And you can expect to see it at mass gatherings, religious establishments. Government buildings. What were the other ones? Hold on, I'm just returning a message. Well, anyway, they're they're basically, you know, uh, post the, all these shootings that are happening. You know, coming out and saying there's going to be a higher risk of terrorism, and you know, they're not really backing it up with much data that I saw. Maybe Ron, you saw. Something else besides I they just talked about online forums. Like, oh yeah, these online forums are saying this and that and blah blah blah. Dude, all of this and the DHS the DHHS is like, you know, doing all this more rigid uh policy and uh risk management geared towards domestic terrorism and these groups are going after I guess American people. Honestly, to me, it just feels like it's more just trying to promote the gun shit and the shootings. Yeah, I think it's more fair. So they can take away, so they can take away your firearms. That's what they want to do. Let's read it real quick. It only take me a minute. The whole thing. Yeah, it's not that long. It's only like a couple of paragraphs. All right, bear with. Oh, us. actually, it is kind of long. Yeah, no shit. Did you actually read the whole thing? I did. Yeah. Let's well, just you should know. let's just give the first paragraph and then I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But uh, this is uh, actually Ryan Dangerous World. Ryan sent me this yesterday. Uh, it's a, it's Ryan, a, you animal. It's uh, from the Department of Homeland Security, and it says summary of terrorism threat to the United States. The United States remains in a heightened threat environment, as noted in previous bulletins, and several recent attacks have highlighted the dynamic and complex nature of the threat environment. In the coming months, we expect the threat environment to become more dynamic as several high-profile events could be exploited to justify acts of violence against a range of possible targets. These targets could include public gatherings, faith-based institutions like churches and synagogues and mosques, schools, racial and religious minorities, government facilities and personnel, U.S. critical infrastructure, which means power, water, maybe even internet. All the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, to, to, to the media and perceived ideological opponents. That's the interesting part there. Because they could be talking about people like us, like podcasters that like to try to speak about the truth. Well, I think they do go on to say later that it is like 
kind of conspiracy theories or unrealistic ideologies that could be a cause of this. Right. What, which they deem, which they know, we know that that's, you know, their definition of that is anything that goes against their narrative. But it goes on to say threat actors have recently mobilized to violence due to factors such as personal grievances, reactions to current events, and adherence to violent extremist ideologies, including racially or ethically motivated or anti-government, anti-authority, violent extremism. Foreign adversaries, including terrorist organizations and nation-state adversaries, that could be Russia, that could be China, that could be North Korea, the the nation of Antarctica, and the, all the all the Nazis that preside there. They also remain intent on exploiting the threat environment to promote or inspire violence, sow discord, or undermine U.S. Democratic institutions. So to me, that's anybody that goes against the, the election wasn't stolen narrative. <clears throat> now, they're, now, to me, that's like backpedaling saying, well, somebody is messing with our elections, when in fact it's the Democrats themselves that are doing that. We continue to assess that the primary threat of mass casualty violence in the United States stems from lone offenders and small groups motivated by a range of ideological beliefs and or personal grievances. This was issued on June 7th, which was yesterday, and it expires November 30th, which just happens to be right after the midterms. Shocker. Well, I wonder if this was put into place because if this is in place, if something happens, they can can shut the country down and go into martial law right around the elections, which would suspend the elections. I know how how realistic. I know that I know that's a conspiracy theory, but how realistic do you think the whole martial law thing is? I don't know the last time. Oh, it's never been enacted in my lifetime that I can remember. Well, wasn't it around the insurrection thing? Didn't they do that in D.C.? Uh, that's possible. Well, I, I, that's what I was hearing. I don't know. Um, obviously, D.C. is kind of like its own sovereign territory land yeah it is it is yeah it's not it's, really technically part of the u.s right it's not a state it's not a state so yeah. it's kind of like its own it's in the same it's in the same realm as the city of london and the vatican right so, so the city of london is the financial center of the world washington dc is the military center of the world and the vatican city is the religious center of the world right which the vatican bank it was rumored to be the richest bank in the world check this out though they're saying uh, several recent violent attacks by lone offenders against minority communities, schools, houses of worship, and mass transit have demonstrated the dynamic and com- complex nature of the threat environment facing the United States. And this is something that I find interesting, and then I'm going to comment on it. Individuals in online forums that routinely promulgate domestic violence extremists and conspiracy theory-related content yeah. have praised the May... 2022 mass shooting at an elementary school in Yovalde, Texas, and encouraged copycat attacks. Others have seized on the event to attempt to spread disinformation and incite grievances, including claims it was a government staged event meant to advance gun control measures. Now see right there, that paragraph. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put this in the show notes. I encourage everybody to go read this. That right there talks about, and this all goes back to the Alex Jones Sandy Hook thing, where 
any like Sandy Hook is almost like a 100% no-go subject to talk about on podcasts. Yeah. Well, if you say, I mean, if you say, oh, yeah, it's so sad all these kids got killed. And I mean, if that was the case, well, it is sad. But yeah. if you say, oh, no, that didn't happen. That was a false flag. That was MK Ultra. That was Deep Dream. That was this. It was that. Uh, crisis actors. Crisis actor. The kid was a patsy. All that. That's where it becomes a problem. And that's right. what that's what they're saying promulgates extremist behavior. They're going to be going after podcasts, as you fucking mark my words. I think they're already doing it. Yeah, I mean, you see a lot of uh, shadow banning censorship that happens with individual pages or media or yeah. on these platforms like Patreon, YouTube, um, what else? Mostly those, right? Yeah, that's those the big ones. Right yeah, now. well, YouTube is the big one, of course, because that's individual pages. Because that's owned by Google, like but. Twitter and Instagram too. Right. So, so listen. Uh, so, if you have a Patreon, say you have a Patreon, which we have not done that yet. But I, but I know this to be for a fact. Like if Patreon sees your content and they, and they don't like it, they will ask you to alter those episodes or remove those episodes from oh, Vimeo does it too. That's the other one. Right. They want you to remove that, uh, you know, episode or segment or whatever from your show. But then they'll come back and say, oh, and we went on your website and we saw similar things. So in order for you to keep your Patreon account, you need to take that off your website as well yeah. and every other place that you post that and don't you think that's a little bit of an overstep right there because why does patreon have any control over what you're doing outside of patreon right well we get into the whole uh, policy of censorship through individual uh you know platforms or corporations which you know i think honestly when you have a, a huge ass platform like like Twitter or, or Patreon or Instagram or even YouTube that it kind of almost becomes sort of like a, a social, uh, uh, sorry, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a public utility that like it, like a telephone, telephone use or, you know, internet use. Um, what are they going to do? Do you think they consider it that? That, well, they don't. Right. I mean, that's the thing, but that's sort of like what it becomes. Like, like a public gonna, u- public utility, is that what you said? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Or what, are they going to start censoring text messages and phone calls and stuff and emails? Well, and you already like know that? they're reading them. Well, yeah, we know that. So, you know, I think that, I don't know what I think, but I, it's definitely happening. The censorship is happening. Yeah. And we've known that. That's not like a grand revelation. It's going Buckley, on. how many things have we talked and not just us, but hundreds and literally thousands or tens of thousands of other podcasts talk about certain events that at the time we were trying to figure out like this Uvalde thing. I mean, there's a lot of questions about this Uvalde shooting. I don't care what anybody says. No, for sure. Yeah. And we, and I want to dig kind of deep into that. And I know Ryan has uh, been doing that as well, but, uh, Things that we said like literally a year ago as labeled as a conspiracy theory several months later proves to be, in fact, conspiracy fact. Right. Not a conspiracy theory. Right. But but the powers that be, we'll call them them or they, still won't admit it. Yeah. Nor will the people that are, you know, believe their narrative. Well, I think in nowadays and age too, it's like, well, why can't, you know, we discuss fringe ideas or something that goes against the grain that is like to the level of, well, maybe there's something fabricated or staged 
uh, like something uh, that that happened at Sandy Hook. I mean, I know it's like obviously it's a terrible thing, and obviously you know p- if people died uh, or they did die, then yeah, that's horrible. It's horrible, but yeah. it's like you and me, right? Like, have have you ever been to Sandy Hook in that area? No. Right. So like, we- well, actually, I take that back. I drove past it when I was on my way to pick up Opie when he was a baby. But on your in your daily life, you yes. don't you don't you're you're not going around there at all. So it's like, you know, we as people that are getting our information through the media, through through telephones and all this shit, um, we have to sit here and listen to things that we're getting through news or phone, internet, and we have to believe them. Um in 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 reality it's like, well, we don't know. Like we're just being told that's what's going on. And nowadays with everything so manipulative, media cannot be trusted. They're lying constantly. Including deep fake videos, which we're going to get into. Including deep fake shit, which we've talked about before. It's like, well, why then why can't we start to question this stuff? Especially when there's abnormalities. Big word. I, I made it through it. You did a good you did a good job. I did I did a good one there. Buckley is Hooked on phonics. When there's abnormalities such as there are in the Uvalde shooting and the Sandy Hook shooting and plenty of other stuff and we know about all the media manipulation and lying, why shouldn't we be able to question that? We 100% should be able to question it. If you're being censored for going against the mainstream narrative because it's offensive or you think it's going to maybe create these movements that are... Uh, what detrimental to society and community? Well, you know, that's a part of figuring out the truth, I guess. And, you know, maybe you should be skeptical that that is being censored in the first place, because if it's really being so censored and spoken out against that kind of speech, then maybe you should ask yourself, why? Why is that being censored so much? Is it just because you're going to offend some people? Maybe, but maybe not. It could be the other thing where it's, they, they don't, don't want, want people pe- thinking, thinking, discussing this shit, asking questions, asking and questions, I mean, literally that's, deep into it. Buckley, that's all we're doing is we're asking questions, right? We're asking questions why they were told to stand down. How'd the kid get into school? How'd the kid get all that equipment with well, a job at Wendy's? I believe it was where to get the truck. Well, the truck was the easy one. He could have stole it. If it's a fairly new super duty, they have a push button starter. If the key fob happens to be in that vehicle, they can make that truck run. So, okay, so I'm not even really thinking about the truck part, but the weapons. And and how did he pull this off? And why did people stand out in the parking lot for fucking 90 minutes before they went in? Right. And we're not saying... These are questions. We're not saying it didn't happen. Yeah, we're not saying one thing or the other. We're not like saying it didn't happen. This shooting didn't happen. That's not it. We're questioning things, though. Right. And I don't you think any critical thinker should question things? You always should. Yeah, you always got to question things. And it's just like, even things that you see online now, you can't even trust that. It used to be, never believe anything that you hear and only half of what you see. Right, and you can't even really 100% believe the things that you hear about or or read about or learn about that align with your own uh, view and opinion. You still have to question those things nowadays. Oh, absolutely. As well, because that could just be playing you just as much as the other shit. Hey, I don't jump on board on something until I've really looked into it. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Sometimes I can be biased to one side or the other, for sure. But that isn't, you know? Right, right. But what I'm saying, then you start looking into it and you're saying, eh, well, I don't know. 
that's but, a half a that's a that's a one thumbs up, not a two. But there's I don't know. There's that gut feeling that you get that I think kind of leads you more often than not in the direction that's right. Yeah, you know, even knowing that can be manipulated as well, right? It's you know, fuck, basically, right? But you, you, but you said something important. If in your gut you feel something's wrong, it's probably wrong. Yeah, I mean, you got to kind of go with human intuition. I said your own intuition might be right some of the time. Yeah, I mean, I like to think of that because, like, I've said this and talked about it before. Like, a lot of how I see the universe is just energy, right? And, and frequencies and vibrations and shit like that, which is like a pretty, a lot of people know about that. And it's like, so if you're picking up on something, right, maybe it's that gut feeling that's off or it doesn't sit well with you. And it's kind of just, you're just like, well, I know I'm being told this, but why is this feeling inside me resonating in a way where I kind of have this inkling in the back of my mind that's like, eh, well, maybe like you can pick up on shit. Big time. And, you know, especially with this whole collective consciousness stuff that we know about or that we talk about all the time. Do you know what I mean? It's like, who's to say that something's not resonating in a way through either deceitfulness, untruthfulness, or or manipulation. So it's like, even the people that are putting this shit, shit out, you know, that energy of lying or manipulation is still vibrating at a frequency through the universe on some level. So who's not to say that's not coming back to you. Right. And, and coming back to you funky. Like you just right. know something's not right there. And that's why you get that little tinge. You know what? It's almost like a stomach. dog. Like, like, you know how they say dogs can sense if people are assholes or not. Oh yeah. It's almost the same thing. Like why, who's to say we don't have that. I know certain people will walk into shop here and I'm like in two seconds, I could tell I don't want to do anything for them. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah, you're like, ah, I'm busy. Yeah, hey, I'm not going to be able to We're so busy. I'm booked like three months out. How, how soon you got to get it done? Well, I need it done in a couple of days. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to help you out. Let go somewhere else. I just get bad vibes from people. You, you do that all the time. <clears throat> yeah, and then, well, like you, first time I met you, I got a good vibe right off you, right off the bat. Which is surprising. No, I'm being 100% serious. I know, but that's surprising. Well, I'm, no, no, because I don't know. We just drive that way, I guess. But I've you don't know how many times, Ron. That people are like, ooh, that Buckley. Hey, you know, you know, I've always, I don't know, I've always kind of like gravitated to people that were different, I guess. Yeah. Like I'd always say, yeah, he's a little different, but he's okay. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? I mean, I've I've not had to say that about you yet, but we got a couple of reviews (laughs) we can read that are kind of fucking funny. Well, you know, so people are so focused, I feel like, on, like, not being themselves. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone's, in my opinion, everyone's sort of unique, but people focus because there's there's these social normalities and the social trends, trends and, the you know, the social way you're supposed to act that people oftentimes are so focused on, like, not offending someone, not being themselves, not producing their, like, you know, their own vibe or how they, they feel or how they want to act because they're so focused on the other shit the societal norms that then when you meet them, it's like they, they, they just try to act sort of like in a way that's gonna like group think yeah, or, or in a way or they want to fit into the group think or, or in a way that's going to like make you think that they're nice and that they're not saying the wrong thing or they're not being offensive. And that's where being likable. And this is why you have to test them by getting a few drinks into them. <laughs> Cause that's, that's when the real person comes out. Yeah, or you just got to kind of be a little gritty. I found that works pretty good because people will either like 
they're either going to laugh or they're going to get pissed. I feel like. Right. And they're either like right off the bat and that it's a good way to kind of filter people and see, see where they're at. Yeah. Because if they don't jive with you, why fucking go through the work, right? Just get rid of them right off the bat. Well, yeah, you, you'd be surprised how many people I've met right off the bat who then like months or a year down the road, they're like, you know, I think you're a really good person. But when I first met you, I thought you were a complete asshole. I'm like, yeah, get in line, baby. You know what I get say? In to, line. So I have a lot of friends because I'm older. I have a lot of friends that have now that are now leading like sober lives, and my hat's off to them. That's great. Yeah, that's good. But I will tell them to this day, you know, I liked you when we first met and we hung out for a few years. But when you drank, it was instant asshole. And when you became an (laughs) asshole, I did not want to fucking hang out with you. Yeah, yeah. Because if I drink, I get happy. I get friendly. I don't. I don't. I'm never. Never was an ugly drunk. I don't get aggressive. I don't get violent. I don't do none of that. Yeah. And, uh, and some people, they just turn into fucking psychos. Yeah, I right? can. And that's what I'm saying. That, that's when you really want to know what somebody, can. if you really want to know what somebody thinks. Get a few drinks. Get a them. few drinks into them, yeah. 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 So, so, yeah, so this whole thing, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's okay for us to question things, right? I mean, we need to question things. But apparently the government, well, we've already talked in our podcast circle how the government's going to figure out a way to label us as domestic terrorists. Because we're spreading misinformation, disinformation, and all this. Yeah, they can do it 24-7. Look at the Mockingbird Media. That one video I had posted on my Instagram. 50 50 news channels all saying verbatim the same fucking thing. And what is the other phrase that was beat into our head for the last two years? Safe and effective. No credible evidence. You know, and this was just beat into people like over and over and over again. And just like Joseph Goebbels said, tell a lie enough times, it becomes truth. And that's exactly, and again, that goes back to the mass formation psychosis, right? So not a new uh, concept. We've talked about it many times. Many, just like, many so times. here's something I want to question. Here's like the latest thing, right? Do it. You got all this talk on how the Chinese and the Russians are working together. Now the Chinese, the Russians, the Iranians, and I think even Saudi Arabia are all coming up with this new currency to kill the American dollar. It's called the Eurasian Eurasian dollar or something like that. And then this talk that, and we did a show on this, that China and Russia are going to work together and invade the homeland of the United States. So I started thinking about that. What were we always told? This is why, was it uh, Yamamoto or Hirohito or one of those Japanese uh, military men said, you would never be successful invading the homeland of the United States because there would be a gun behind every blade of grass. (laughs) And not only that, but you have oceans between us. Yeah. So we have a long time to see you coming. Unless the U.S. is in on it. Unless factions of the U.S. are in on it. Well, okay. we know like Biden's been uh, theorized as being like a Chinese communist agent. So, Chicom, Chicom, in abbreviation. So, who's to say? You know, maybe that's not some Tom fuckery. But also, look at New York and Boston and stuff like that. And Governor Newsom of California and of California. So, those are Boston and New York are pretty big cities right on the ocean. Do you know what I mean? So, here's the theory: California is all the West Coast. California, what are they known for? All their seaports. 
all that uh, shipping coming from Asia. Yeah. So the theory is, is that these Chinese have got all these uh, freight, what do you call them? Freight shipping container uh, ships. All filled up with supplies, medical supplies, military supplies, military hardware. And they got all the troops all lined up, all ready to rock and roll. And this is why they had the Shanghai shutdown so that nobody could see them doing that. Yeah. So in what the to, quarantine, the quarantine, yeah. But they're saying so, it's quarantine. So what they're saying is, it's not unusual to see these big shipping container ships come across the ocean to California. Mm-mm. So that's that's part of the theory. The other part of the theory is that China, I mean, China has troops stationed in Canada, which we know that the Prime Minister of Canada, Castro, I, I mean Trudeau, is has no problem being authoritarian, like at all. I mean, he shut all them people's bank accounts down during the trucker strike. Now, Trudeau, we talked to Davey about this last week from Red Pill Cartel. They're banning the sale of handguns. This is just, uh, as Buckley likes to say, the tiptoe to tyranny to take away their guns. So it's a concerted effort to take away our guns. And this is why people are questioning this whole Uvalde thing. Because immediately after Uvalde, it was immediately going after the guns. Yeah. It wasn't about the kids or any of that, right? Politicization. It was politicized like big time. And then and then you you have that. So so they have to get rid of the guns. Like the only way they could ever be successful invading the United States is to make sure that we're not armed. Yeah. And I don't honestly I mean I mean plain and simple. I don't think I, I mean I don't think Russia would invade the US. Okay, so here's part of the opinion, theory. Here's part of the theory though. I do think China would, and I do think the WHO would with in the UN troops and shit would. Right. 100%. But the theory is, is that the Russians are going to invade by coming up and over the Arctic and down into the, down into North America. Like through Alaska? Well, I mean, Alaska's right there. Yeah, but I'm saying, if you look at a map, like, like you know how the... the Alaska's wicked close to well, you, Russia. Yeah, it's like 60 miles. Yeah, people don't... 60 I, or 90 miles. That that like, but that like doesn't click in people's head. We actually bought Alaska from the Russians. There you go. Okay, so what they're saying is, this is why Putin wanted Crimea, because it's the only warm water port that the Russians have. All their ports are on the northern part of Russia, which is, it's an Arctic Circle. But anyway, so, so what the theory is, is that they're going to somehow shoot some type of tactical nukes up and over the North Pole and down into North America. Like, listen... These are stories that are going around, but I like to question these things. So, and there's just a lot of talk about it, like right now. And it just seems weird that in this DHS alert, it says nation states. Or nation state or nation that are adversaries. Right. Well, I don't think there's any doubt that Russia now is an adversary. China's an adversary, even though they're not supposed to be. But I understand they're, they're dumping a lot of U.S. bonds which is another way to crash the dollar. One of the biggest mistakes they did was putting them sanctions on Putin. Putin probably wanted them to do that. But in conjunction, now they're working really aggressively to take away the guns in the United States, yeah. right? Or banning military, what they call, because the fucking language changes all the time. Military type weapons. Assault rifles. Assault rifles. Uh, high, ca- high capacity magazines. Everybody, well, not everyone knows, but... AR does not stand for assault rifle. It stands for 
arm a light rifle, you can shoot the same uh, caliber of bullet in like wooden styled rifles or, you know, bolt action rifles. So the only thing, the only really difference is that the, it's how it looks, how it is, looks is the AR, the arm light rifle looks more like a military spec rifle. Well, let's call it, and let's, it has a pretty high magazine, which of 30 rounds, which a lot of hunting rifles don't really, it's like five. It's usually five. You can get right. bigger clips or magazines with like 10 or like you could probably get a banana clip, but you know, they're not assault rifles. Right. They're semi-automatic rifles. Which right. is like a handgun is a semi. But check this out. Essentially, gun. I got well. into a conversation with one of my customers, and they're there. Oh, they shouldn't be able to. And then they're motioning a machine gun. I said, okay. Before you go any further, machine guns are not legal in the United States. You have to have a special class license to have a machine gun. Yeah, you have to be like usually in the but military. But no, but this is how fucking brainwashed they are. They assume that this kid went into Yavaldi or any of these other mass shootings with fully automatic machine guns. Yeah. Yeah. Like the kind where you can just put the trigger down and it's like rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Rock and roll. Okay. So what they're talking about, let's call what the AR is. It is a military, military style rifle. It's a semi-automatic version of the M16 or what we call now today, the M4, right? They're all very similar, but let me give you an example of a gun that won't be banned. That shoots the same round. That's semi-automatic. That's an awesome little rifle. Has a wooden stock. The Ruger Mini 14. The Ruger Mini 14 can take up to a hundred round drum, I believe they make for them. Yeah. They shoot 556 or what we in the business call 223, which is a AR standard AR 15 M16 round. Round, yeah. Uh, nothing about that anywhere. Something else I wanted to bring up. The Weimar Army of Germany, the German army. The Germans. Did their whole conquest with bolt action, eight millimeter Mauser rifles. Well, there you go. So I'm just saying, I mean, it's, it's just, it makes no sense. Well, I mean, just look at like the whole uh, Minutemen and red coats. Muskets. It's like how you, tactics can overcome uh, militarization. Okay, so let me give you another example. A gun standing in the corner or a gun up on a rack or a gun in your gun safe or a gun is anywhere is useless without a finger on the trigger. Yeah. Just like an automobile is useless without a nut behind a wheel. Right. And when nuts get behind the wheel, that's a dangerous, deadly weapon. As a matter of fact, in the state of New Hampshire, if you're doing something with a car, if you're ramming another car or threatening to run somebody over, they will charge you with assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah. I know my brother, John, who recently passed away, he had a bunch of those charges on his, on his, on his <laughs> rap sheet. So this is the thing I don't understand hold on. is like why they don't ramp up security in schools. Okay, so here's like, something else. Why don't they do that? Somebody did the math on this, and I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but you guys can look it up. If you took the $40 billion that we sent to Ukraine for them to buy military-style equipment to kill other humans, and everybody's all over that, got our Ukrainian flag, I stand with Ukraine, all good, right? If they took that $40 billion and distributed it, somebody did the math. If they distributed X amount of dollars to every 
in single school in the United States, they would still have $5,000 per school left over. If they sent that money to what, what the Biden administration has called hardening these schools, hardening, they could hire resource officers. I know there's probably a ton of retired vets, retired police. Uh, it's probably people would volunteer and do it. They, they probably would. They probably would. What, school six hours shift? To to stand outside the school and make sure nothing goes down. But it's like you could literally like have two two armed officers or security, whatever, at every school throughout the week, daily, make sure all doors are locked besides a certain time or a certain couple doors when kids are going to class. And you know what you have the, the people doing constantly, the armed security? You have them doing sweeps, mm-hmm. perimeter sweeps through the school. You have teachers reporting directly to security if they think there's a kid that looks problematic or something is up or they see something off. What like, about what about full surveillance systems that alert the office that there's somebody outside that's a little sketchy? Right. You don't need to like, it's not like you have to put walls around the schools and make barbed wire and put fucking jail cells around or like bars in the window. It's like maybe, maybe bulletproof glass would be a good thing at schools. Maybe like on the exterior, but like you can't get upset about guns when we're shipping $40 billion off to Ukraine. And, and that's going to be supplying them with guns to fight off Russia. And everybody's okay with that. Yeah. And everybody's like, totally fine with that. Well, not everybody, but you know what I'm saying? But like, we've said this, we said this last episode, like, 9-11 happens, you ramp up air support security. Uh, JFK's assassinated, you, you ramp up... Secret uh, service. Secret service. A bunch of kids are killed for the last point, 20 years uh, for mass shootings, school shootings, and you don't do anything? Yeah. There's not much you have to do. Yeah, no. Allocate some money to hire armed guards, police officers, tighten up your fucking security... Cameras, locks, bulletproof glass, you know, have a way to directly report if a kid's acting off to security and fucking do shit like that. Hey, did I say this last week when I went to Little G's concert? I went to my old high school and I didn't see a single cop in the parking lot. No cops at the door. No security going into the school. And I mean, there was a few thousand people there. I mean, I mean, how hard would it be? How hard would it be to just put some, like, some type of metal detector outside so when you walk through it, somebody could be... I mean, Buckley, we still got to take our fucking belts off Yeah, at the airport. Right. We still have to take our shoes off because some fucking idiot tried to light his shoes on fire to set a bomb off in a plane. Right. We're still taking our fucking shoes off government buildings have metal biggest detectors. fucking ridiculous situation and then government buildings have metal detectors right they but, have security right but to get into the terminal you go through that whole thing where you got to put your hands up and the thing spins around yeah why I, are we taking our fucking shoes off yeah the answer isn't take away guns in my opinion that's not it that's just asking for fucking you know lockdowns, COVID measurements to be even way worse than they were the last two, three years where I guess we're still dealing with it. Like you need to, I I feel like as an American citizen, you need to be upset that all this money is going to Ukraine 
but it's not being given to your schools to protect your kids, to protect your kids. When it's like basically a law that your kid has to receive some sort of education. Right. Like what the fuck? Yeah. There's a law that your kid has to go to school to be indoctrinated. Yep. Basically that's what that boils down to. All right. So that was a pretty good rant on that. I mean, I mean, I just, I can't, I, I just, you know what? Now, now in full, for full, absolute full disclosure, I personally, Ron from New England, do not own a gun. Well. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. It's not because I don't like them. It's not because I didn't used to have guns and I used to enjoy shooting. Uh, never was a big hunter and didn't, didn't like to hunt. I don't like to kill animals. I don't have any problem against hunters at all. Like zero. Just be respectful to that animal that you just killed or you're fixing to kill. Just be respectful. Don't be what we call a slob hunter. Eat it. In high school, I went to hunter safety where we got to bring our guns to school. Yeah. Yeah. How much? How, and like, it was and it was no problem like at all. Like how much has society changed? I guess a lot. Or there's either more corruption. But like, yeah, that was a thing. You could take your rifle to school to take like gun safety or gun classes. My buddies. Okay, so my school is a is a regional school. So there's like six towns that go to it, and they were all redneck towns. So you would see kids drive their trucks to school, <clears throat> their four-wheel drives, like, beat to shit Chevy pickups Yeah, with a gun rack having, behind the seat. I'm having flashbacks. Yeah. Well, you're talking back in the 70s for me, right? Well, yeah, but yeah. even, like, when I, in the, when I went to high school, because I went out Kearsarge. Okay, so. Th- like, that's seven towns. The school you went to redneck. was modeled after our school. Yeah, dude. Redneck Nation. Yeah. For sure. Big, big time. Big yeah. time, yeah. But, uh, but I just don't want to, uh, taking away the guns, I, I've said it once before, a million people have said it, uh, it doesn't even need to be said, but if there's a hundred guns in a store, a hundred people that are armed with a hundred guns in a store, you're probably going to think twice before you go into that store to try to rob it. Yeah. But if you know that nobody's armed, you're going to fucking walk right in and rob it. Here's another question for you. And maybe you can, why, why not arm teachers? Actually, I saw a post where there is a state in the United States right now. It's Georgia, right? Is it Georgia? Georgia. I think that's, it's Georgia. That's training teachers so they can be armed in the classroom. But why Why is that not an other option? They do it in Israel. Like, well, this is what you do. You have a teachers that want to do it. Maybe some teachers don't. But I'm sure, I'm sure teachers would. Not all teachers are ultra liberal. You have teachers take a, a course. Um multiple safety courses make sure they're adequately proficient in a way that they can uh, handle carry fire safely secure their weapon at all times um, and then you give maybe give them a little pay raise because they're now armed and you have them carry conceal so it's not like they're, they're it's not like they're holding a gun at their hip so all the kids can see it you have them. You have them carry conceal. So it doesn't fire. alarm. So it doesn't alarm the kids. Right. It doesn't yeah. harden the schools. Yeah. Because you can easily tuck a gun, a firearm of uh, that holds a magazine of ten rounds. Uh, you know, in your back and in, in your pants. And most teachers have to wear dress shirts anyway. Right. Right. So maybe you have them untuck. They don't have to tuck their shirt in. And then that way you can't even fucking see it. I agree 100%. And 
You know, maybe they even have to go as far as to do a psyche val or something. Do you okay, know what I mean? Okay, so I was just going to bring that up. Like mental health shit. You could do psyche vows. You can do all that shit. Do they not do that when they hire teachers? Do they I not? Do they not vet these teachers? I mean, I know for schools, you probably have to do uh, background check, driving. Criminal uh, record. Rec- cr- uh, driving record. You have to get fingerprinted, I believe. Because I almost went to work at a school. And they asked for fingerprints. I remember that. Yeah. So I think you got to do all that stuff. Uh, the mental health stuff, I don't know. Um, maybe it's something that should be added. Who knows? <laughs> well, I think if a teacher is going to be armed, obviously they should have to go through the whole process to even be armed in the first place. Right. And here's something else. When we talk about this being politicized, what, are, what do they do? They get a famous actor to come up and do a speech about it at the White House. Fuck that. Matthew McConaughey, and listen, I am a fan of his. He's a gr- he's a really good. actor. He's a great actor. I think actors should shut the fuck up. You're telling me that guy, an actor who's probably handled guns in movies, glorifies guns. You know, it's not just him; just any actor that glorifies guns. He's glorifying. No, no, no. In his movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In his movies. Sorry. Same thing with Matt Damon, Robert De Niro. I mean, all of them, right? Leonardo DiCaprio, another one. I love these actors. I do. I love their work. They're good at their craft, right? Stay the fuck out of politics. I don't, I, don't, I don't care what your political view is on it. And I don't like it how the administration can bring an actor in and say, hey, listen, you need to help us out with this. Yeah, that's not fucking cool. Now, now to be honest and to be fair, I did not listen to his speech. And maybe he had some good points. However, because I can't say either way because I haven't listened to it. But I will listen to it. But the point is is why politicize it now bringing Hollywood into the fold? Yeah, it's messed up. Because all these people that follow this person are going, oh, you know what? He's right. Yeah, well, they have like an almost, it's like, it's like so influential. Comes and down to influence. It's influences. messed up. Yeah. It's like, so, and people don't even get that half the time. Right. That like, they will oftentimes agree with something just because a, a public figure, a political figure agrees with it without even assessing it for themselves. And like, especially like, you know, Matthew McConaughey is probably getting some scratch or money for that. Oh, I'm sure to get up there and talk this shit. So it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've said this before, but then he'll go and he'll go and play fucking true detective, uh, season one and run around with guns and shit or whatever, uh, whatever fucking movies then. Stupid. I'll tell you what, when the politicians start playing by our rules, maybe we can talk. You know what? I think anything where it's like they want to take your fucking freedoms, your rights away from you, you should 100% question. Like, shootings are a fucking problem, yes, but why is the solution disarm civilians? Why isn't the solution... Okay, we brought this up before. Look at the list. Anything else. Why isn't it fucking arm teachers... Or get security or police. Why isn't it that? Yeah, it's pretty simple. Stupid. Fucking I actually, stupid. I actually saw a graphic that showed all the shootings in Democratic-run cities. I mean, I'm not singling them out, but I'm kind of singling them out. If you're not armed... Because it's fucking true. The data is there. Trust the data. Trust the science. Fuck the science. I'm just saying the data, <laughs> the data is there to prove. Chicago, New York. New York's becoming a total fucking cesspool. Which I used to go to New York quite frequently for my past life. <laughs> and uh, oh boy. I fucking enjoyed it. I oh felt, boy. I could tell you, I felt safe. 
Oh, Jesus. I felt completely safe. Well, you know the good thing about... I used to go uh, to I used to go to Providence, Rhode Island a lot too. It, you know, if they do take guns away from civilians, you know, all it's not going to stop criminals from having guns. No, absolutely not. Because what are the biggest industries that we know of right now? Drugs, human trafficking, and gun trafficking. Drug trafficking, human trafficking, gun trafficking. Right. So criminals are still going to get guns. Yeah. Invading uh, military forces from adversary countries are still going to have guns, but guess what? The civilians aren't going to have guns. Yeah, we need to keep our guns. Hey, I say, you know, and then here's another thing, too, which kind of brings it into another theory that I had. And I've been hearing a lot about it out there. Yeah, what do we all say? Even I say it. I'm guilty of it. When they start to think about taking the guns away, they're going to come door to door to manually or forcibly inject you X, Y, Z. That's when the Civil War slash Revolutionary War, which the Revolutionary War and the Civil War is two different things. So I'm really, I'm really not even sure how this would be classified. But I said, that's when it's going to start. And then I start thinking about it. They want us to do that. What are your thoughts out there, people? Let me know. DM us or email us. I really think the government wants chaos. Oh, yeah, chaos control. Just like chaos out of order. Uh, no, out of chaos order. Well, you know, like chaos theory is essentially like even in chaos, you can find patterns certain specific patterns and through that you can control manipulate yeah yeah i don't know hey it's it all comes down (laughs) to rules for thee but not for me and i'll give you another quick example everybody seen it in the news nancy pelosi's husband got bagged for dewey or we call it dwi in new hampshire they call it dui in other states uh newsom leaned on the uh, leaned on the police department and they dropped all the charges Oh, that's, if that was you or me, we'd be we would be fucked. That's great for him because a DWI conviction in the state of New Hampshire will cost you twelve to fifteen thousand dollars to get your license back. Yeah, yeah, and you'll lose your license for a minimum of six months, I believe. Oh, I think it's at least that. At least, yeah. yeah. If it's not aggravated, yeah. I tell you, the judicial system's fucked up. Ooh, what do we got? Whoa, 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 whoa. We got a call. We got a call. All right, let's bring this. Guy. Let's see who it is. You are on the Wicked Planet podcast. Who the hell is this? Hello? Is this Domino's Pizza? Hello? You order a meat lover's pizza? Extra sauce? Oh, you were the one that ordered the corn on the cocks. Oh, you ordered the mud flood uh, pie. <laughs> oh, mud flood pie. Wait, no, but who the hell is this? For hey, real? hey, everybody, let me introduce him. Oh, okay. This is our good buddy, Matt T. from the Great Deception Podcast. Matt, thanks for calling in. How you doing, brother? How's it going, guys? Wait. It's- you're from the Great Deception podcast. Yes, sir. Wait. So how do That's we know? What we call it. How do we know you're not deceiving us right now? Because I am trying to expose the deception. I am oh. anti-deception. Ron, can you turn him up a little? I, he's up all the way. Oh, you're up all the way. All right. So tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah. So uh, you know, thanks to Ron, people like Ron and and Ryan from Dangerous World pushing me. Uh, I started a podcast back in September, um, and basically I, I go more along the lines of alternate history. Okay. So uh, one, one of my big things is like the World Fairs and, and Star Force and like you guys were talking about before, the Mud Floods and Tartaria, but I also like to do real history. So I've done some stuff on, uh, on the number six million, uh, some oh, current events. One. Yeah, so I, I, you know, I hit a little bit of everything, and, and, and I'm working right now on a, a little uh, project on the War of 1812, 
that I'm going to put out there. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of like alternate history that, you know, they taught us history one way and maybe it didn't happen that way is, is how I approach things. You know, Matt, we were talking earlier in the episode how people need to question things, right? Yeah. And, and we even have my, to- my slogan, Ron, is question everything. Yeah, that's have- how I end every show because the one thing that I've learned is the more that I learn, the less, in fact, I truly know. So I have more questions. Except nothing. That's why you should believe nothing. Yeah, you know. It's all, it's all a because, bunch of bullshit. Because you know what, guys? Even your eyes can deceive you, right? So, we you know, about you never tonight. really know anything for certain. So, and that's how I approach things now. You know, I, I had a, a, you know, a massive awakening in 2020 because I thought I've always been into alternate history. I was, I went, uh, I did a minor in history at college and things like that. So it's always been an interest, but the awakening was the massive amount of deception and how we were deceived on so many levels from the medical industry to the education system, to our government, to our history, you know, everything. If you go into it, there's lies, there's deception in there. And, you know, I got pissed off. And I'm like, I, I want to show other people this stuff that I'm seeing. And you know what? And, and at the time, I went about it the wrong way. And I tried to wake everybody up, you know, mm. like anybody that, that, that first gets that information does. And, you know, I learned the hard way. I pushed a lot of people away and things like that. But now I've learned, listen, my job isn't to wake anybody else up. It's to inform those that want to learn. And that's the approach I'm taking because I'm, I'm not here to save anyone that doesn't want to be helped yeah. right because that's that's what it's a pointless mission so my goal is just to you know try and pull back that curtain for people and and let them see that that we have been lied to and that you know all these you can't trust your government you can't trust your doctor wholeheartedly you know you have the only one that's going to look out for it you in the end is yourself and I, you have I, to I be know. your biggest advocate for you uh, Matt, you know, I gotta say, I, I like what you're you're speaking right now. My nipples are a little hard, um, but I, I have a question for you. Uh, so, I mean, I've talked about this before, where uh, especially especially now, uh, it's really important. I feel like to have like these difficult conversations with people, um, you know, uh, essentially about all the stuff that you just mentioned, or a lot of it. So, I guess my question for you is kind of like. You know, you were kind of talking about maybe burning some bridges, putting people off, uh, kind of, you know, pushing people away with when you talk to them. So, so how do you approach talking to somebody about a difficult conversation topic in a way where you don't end up hating them for the rest of your life? You can still love the person or be friends with them or whatever and still kind of, you know, have a conversation in a way where it doesn't become a heated fuck fest. Yeah. Well, the, the first and most important thing, Buckley is don't go into the conversation trying to win it. Right. Everybody goes into the conversation when they're going to discuss something uncomfortable, trying to win the conversation or convince the other person. No, that's Mm. not your job. Your job is just to give them the information. What they do with it is on them. And it's funny you say that because I was at one of my uh, son's friend's birthday parties this weekend. Oh, man. And I got, I got stuck with like five or six parents that, you know, I've, I've coached their kids now for two years 
I'm new to the area, so I don't really know these people, but, you know, so we, we were together for an hour and, uh, you know, they started talking about stuff about, you know, first it was math because the area that we were in, um, prior to the, all the things being listed was heavy into the math. And, and so it started with that. And I, I started dropping a little bit of, you know, information on them about those and, you know, and it got them thinking. And I was like, okay, we got them on the mat. Let's go, let's go to the next bubble. And I was like, okay, what do you guys think about the jab? And, oh. you know, and then there were some of the people that were like, you know, they gave their whole, you know, mainstream CNN position. And I was like, okay, well, let me just give you another perspective on this. What if, and, and I dropped, you know, the whole, what if this was the planned thing? And what if this wasn't meant to help you, you know, because in essence, we've been told that this thing wasn't as deadly as it was. So, and then they start thinking, they're like, Whoa, that makes sense. So like they are doing this not to help us. They're doing it for money and for, for other reasons. Like could they can use it for control. And, and I was like, yeah. And I'm like, and if you want to get even crazier, you can take it to the next level. Now think about how they can control you by your phone. You know, what if they went everything digital? And, and then they started thinking, they're like, I'm like, and you could disappear with the flick of a switch. All your life savings are gone. All, you know, you can't go to the grocery store and buy food because they right, shut right. you off because of something you said on Facebook or something, you know, that you believe. And they were like, wow, I've, ne- I've never thought about that. So I took that, you got to take a general approach, right? And, yep. and, and go in there and just, talk to them. Don't talk at them. Talk to them and talk with them and, right. and and don't overwhelm them either with all these facts and all these numbers. Right. Just well, I think steadily. I think Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say I think um sorry to cut you off, but I think that uh the thing you brought up like go into it not to try to win the argument. I think that's like a, a super important, you know, uh, component aspect <laughs> or something that you can, I'm t- going to take a drink. Buckley <laughs> said component, but you can do that. Like, I feel like that's an important thing you can take to a lot of conversations, not just in shit like this. Um, but I mean, I agree. I think like going into a conversation and you know, not, not, not necessarily going in hot. Like you're like, Oh, the Illuminati yeah. pedophiles, the cabal, ah, you know, Bill Gates, like, you know, you got to go in, maybe kind of see where they're at, you know, fish them out a little bit, find some common ground, maybe see like yes. what they think. And then maybe see like how much you can kind of push towards that, that relates to what, how uh, uh, that relates to how they think and then open up the conversation from there. But keeping in mind what you said, is like, don't go in it to win it, go in it just to talk to them, have a conversation don't be rude because you don't want to like, you know, you want to speak your mind. You want to say what you're feeling and how you think and what you believe to be true. But you also don't want to like, you know, do that and have every person dis, you know, dislike you, hate you, not want to talk to you. Yeah, like, oh, that guy. Oh, don't invite that guy's kid is. Exactly. Well, the way you do that is you you take the emotion out of it. Yeah. Right. Whether and if, if if the conversation is not going the way you like you don't get pissed off and call the people idiots and or retards or right. people or whatever. You just, you go with it. And, and that's where we lost uh, discussion in our world. We cannot have discussion anymore without emotion getting involved. Right. And that's, that's a huge thing because 
when emotion gets involved, rational thinking and, and, and thought gets taken out and, and it just gets overwhelmed by emotion. And that's why we have this great division in our country right now, because they've set it up that there has to be these two sides and one's the good guy and one's the bad guy, depending on what side you're on. And you have to have that venom for the other side. And I'm like, man, I don't want to be on either team. I want to be on in the middle. I want to, I want to bring people from both sides together and say, listen, this is fucked. And the only way we get out of it is by us getting together and getting rid of any need for them, you know? And until that happens, they're just going to keep doing the same thing they've done to us for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And Matt, wouldn't you agree that, that, the biggest awakening that people are going through now is that they're discovering that they've been doing this to us for a hundred years or more. Right. You know, because, because now it's like, well, wait a minute. I always listen to, you know, ABC world news or, yeah. or whatever. I remember when CNN came out, it was awesome to watch CNN. You know, Matt, Oh, were you done? No. Oh, okay. Go. And how we're just being lied to all the time. And that's why, you know, and Matt, I just want to thank you. I know, you know, even before you started your podcast, you're always a big supporter of the Wicked Planet. We really appreciate that. Yes. And, uh, and, uh, and yeah, I had to, you know, me and Ryan had to give you a little boot in the ass to get you going, but thank God you did because uh, your show's doing real well, and I'm very, very happy about that. Were they bullying you, Matt? No, we were just trying to give them little friendly nudges. I'll fight them both. Yeah, it was, you know, it wasn't full-on locked in the locker naked, but it was, you know, <laughs> just pin you in a corner and shove you around for a few minutes. You know, Ooh. it was tough love. That's yeah. all so, it was. So I accidentally called Matt one night. We were texting back and forth, and then uh, it was like a cold winter night too, right? And then, and then, uh, yep. or maybe it was in the fall, and then I accidentally called you. I said, well, fuck it. We're on the phone now. Let's talk. Do you guys have phone sex? So we ended up talking for about a half hour about, you know, like the hurdles that I, me and Buckley had to mentally jump to get the show started or whatever. And you said, yeah, I just need to do it. And then it probably was, uh, I don't know, a few weeks later and you did it. So that was really cool. But, uh, and it, like I said, I listened to your first episodes when I was up four wheeling. So that was really cool. Matt, so, so that wasn't the fall. That was in August of last year. Matt, I got to say, yeah. too, uh, the whole idea of like um, planting seeds, which you've probably heard, because before I got heavy into this shit, or like really started looking to stuff and questioning things. Like my brother was in it deep, like probably a decade before I even started to realize anything, but he would talk to me about certain things and he would plant seeds, I guess is what I would like to say. Whereas like yep. later, eventually I'd be like, Oh wait, my brother said this and I'd start to look into that. So you never really know, like, like when you're having conversations with these people that don't necessarily agree with you or they go against the grain, you never know what's going to stick with them and what idea is going to like, even maybe 10 years later, because I know that happened for me, like they're going to rethink about it and be like, oh, huh, you know, maybe I should look into that or maybe there was some truth to that. You know what I mean? Buckley, it's, it's a lot like parenting. Right. I mean, when you think about it, what you're trying to do is you're trying to guide them in, in the manner that you think will assist them the best. Right. I mean, you're giving your kids, you give your kids life lessons, not so that they can just regurgitate it so that when they need it, they have it, you know, and, and that's, that's the key, right? We don't want to, we, we don't want to overwhelm our kids and we don't want to overwhelm our friends either. And, and you're exactly right. It's, it's planting little seeds. 
right? You can't go in there with Pizza Gate right away. You're just gonna people are gonna laugh you <laughs> oh off. Oh my god, you, know, that'd you can't be crazy. go in. You, I mean, as as obvious as it is to us, I mean, you can't even really go in with the moon landing. The best one, you know. I was just going to ask you that, Matt. I was just going to ask you that. Do you go up to them and say, "Hey, do you think we really went to the moon?" I think no, somebody... because then you get into the whole space discussion, Ron, and it can take it get, it gets it goes that flat Earth direction real quick. I say the easiest one to get people, you know, is is JFK just to get them to to spin the wheels, right? And, and you get them into that, and then I go recent. I like getting them into the whole, you know, lockdown concept. Yeah, that's of, a good you one. Know, of why is, is Target essential, but my John and Paul's market is not. You know, why do I have to wear a mask when I'm, I'm walking around a restaurant, but when I'm sitting down, I, I don't. Like, things like this. So, you know, I'm not going to drop on them, you know, moon landings and things like that, because that's people are too pre-programmed, right? They've been indoctrinated really well. So to break something that big right away, it's not going to happen. So you like we were saying, go small, you know, or go something uh, obvious. Wait, Matt. You know, like a JFK. So can you drop some moon landing shit on us right now? What do you think about the moon landing? Because I got to oh, say... Oh, it's total bullshit. Well, because like for you know, me... Because- Wait, just real quick. But for me, like I'm, I'm uh, younger than you guys, so like that shit was obviously going on way before I was even born. Do you know what I mean? The whole narrative of the moon landing, and nowadays, yeah, I'm a little more wise to the word, I guess. But when you look at like the tech that was used to land on the moon, and they're like, well, we lost the technology to do so, and then you go and you look at the tech that they when the moon with and it looks like a bunch of garbage basically piled together uh you, you start to question that as well so can you maybe just, like what what do you think about the moon landing fucking tell us well for, first of all let's look at the equipment right i mean look at the, uh, the the space shuttle in itself right it's supposed to travel upwards of what mach mach 20 mach 40 something like that mm-hmm. and, and and look how it's like a school bus you know it's this giant lunky thing and then yet you have a a stealth bomber that can go like Mach 3 or 4, and, and that thing is what you would expect a rocket ship to be. You know, I mean, it's just the whole idea of it, the, the rocket, and then you look at what they used as a lunar landing module, I mean, which is essentially a Jeep chassis with some lawn chairs stuff taped to it. I mean, <laughs> look at the pictures. It's comical, guys. And then you just think about how would you get there, right? Supposedly, there's this Van, Van Allen radiation belt. So not only were we able to go through it with no effect, bring film through it with no effect, land on the moon, okay, we're on the moon, and then all of a sudden the president's able to call these astronauts on a landline, right? Not even supposedly using what we would have as a satellite that would be a midpoint. He's going from land to the moon mm. on, a, on a landline. Okay, that may, and then they're going to come back with that film through the Van Allen radiation belt and be fine. Okay. So so now let's just think about that. Hold on real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Go go, go, go for it. So in, in what was it? 85, 86, we had the Chernobyl disaster, right? Which is a nuclear fallout. So you would think that one of the biggest struggles was they didn't have suits to be able to accommodate and deal with the radiation. Well, you would think, well, why can't NASA, 
whip up some of those astronaut suits that they used to go through the radiation belt. Well, they, they wouldn't do it. So it's, it's just, there's so much fuckery going on with the moon landing. I mean, and, and in all reality, guys, go check out a show called For All Mankind. It's one of those what-if scenarios, kind of like Man in the High Castle, where it's about the moon landing. And it, it, it's a scenario where the Soviets actually get to the moon first, and then there's a, 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 a moon battle between the Americans and the Soviets. And it's, it's a really cool concept. So yeah, Matt, I, I recommend that for people to check out. Yeah, Matt, you turned me on to that. and You turned on, on baby. And, and, and what I found interesting about that is how they uh, – how. The, the character of Werner von Braun is is right in there, pretty good. Uh, where they beat up nice. on him for not getting to the moon first. So I oh a, yeah they oh sorry. and they actually hold the Nazis accountable in there, which is kind of crazy too. Mm. So um, I had I had to bring this up because you were talking about the van. Is it Van Allen or Van Halen belt? Van Allen. Van a- Van Allen belt. So um, I don't know what you think about Joe Rogan. Uh, I haven't really made up my mind about whether, like, where he falls. Uh, and I handpick certain podcasts that I actually listen to him because I don't listen to all of them. Um, but in a more recent one, he was talking to this guy named Kristen Bell, um, which was surprising. Kristen Bell, which was surprising to me because he's going off about a lot of a lot of shit. Uh, bring, brings up project, uh, project blue beam, um, brings up the moon landing and kind of more conspiratorial shit, but they talk about, so I kind of want to get both Ron and your take on this. They talk about the van Allen belt, um, because essentially it's supposed to be this belt that's full of radiation that you can't, if you went through it, you'd die. But what Mr. Rogan brings up is that, uh, it's essentially, shaped kind of like a barrel. And so you can go through the middle of it uh, without getting detrimental radiation. So, you know, I, like I said before, I haven't made up my mind about whether Joe Rogan is, you know, controlled media, whether he's not, whether he's just playing it safe, whether whatever, I don't know. Um, so what do you think about that, Matt or Ron? Matt, go ahead. Yeah, I, that's the first I've heard of that. So uh, I'll have to look into that. That's an interesting concept. But either way, there is a belt of radiation that you have to go through. I mean, I understand that they may not be solid, but, and they're talking about lethal amounts. And we're going, again, look at the machine we're going through it in. I mean, it's it's a little more than an aluminum can, you know. Wrapped wrapped in (laughs) tinfoil. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just. That's that's where I have the biggest issue, Buckley. And and you you know you look at the NASA launches, and they peak, right? So there's right. no way for them to get to a peak, and then all of a sudden relaunch on a vertical angle. So it, it, that's another issue. You look, and you know people say that, and we talked about this on the uh, this week's Monday Night Master Debaters that you know because Jeff from Shadow Band Podcast is right down near uh, Cape Canaveral. And he says, you watch the launches and, and they peak off within your vision, which means they're basically, he says, they're shooting off over into like the Bermuda Triangle area. Mm. And then uh, on the West Coast, uh, they, they shoot out in the ocean over there. So I, I don't know. I'm not a big NASA guy. I feel like that's one of the biggest scams out there, one of the biggest money laundering schemes there is. 
Certainly so a lot of money spent there. Yeah. yeah. Ron, what I mean, you, they spend what? Well, sorry, I was going to say, Ron, what do you, did I cut you off, Matt? I'm sorry. Nope, not at all. Go ahead. I was going to say, Ron, what do you think about the moon landing? Because I know you're a, you like the moon shit. Oh, and yeah. you've been into it for a while. You're in it deep. So give us a little what you think. Okay, so. Based on what Matt said. Okay, so so I understand. I know all the concepts that Matt has brought up. Yeah. And But when I was a kid, because I'm a lot older than you guys, when I was a kid, I watched all that on television. Animation? No, no, no. No, I watched the whole, when they, when they sent the, the movie down, you know, uh, this is Eagle One or whatever it was. The Eagle has landed. Well, you know, when Buzz Aldrin went on the Tonight Show, he said it was animation. It wasn't real. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, he said some questionable what things. Do you think not to- of, what do you think about all the Easter eggs, Ron, that Cooper put in The Shining? The Easter eggs in The Shining? Yeah, like the clues, the, the clues related oh, oh, to Oh, 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 I thought you meant literal Easter eggs. I said, I don't remember that. No, 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 no. They, they call them Easter eggs. In okay, okay, so, so. So as we get older, when I was a kid, I was totally into the moon landing. Again, I've said this a hundred times. I had the Apollo curtains, Apollo sheets, Apollo pillowcases. I was, I was into it. I I was totally into the whole NASA thing when I was a little kid. Now, you know, in 1969, I was seven years old, six years old. Yeah. So I was pretty young, but uh, you know, again, as we get older, we get a little bit more smarter. We start questioning things as was kind of what this whole episode was about questioning the narrative and then you know i've always been into technology i've stayed up i'm pretty i'm pretty techie for an old guy and i start you know thinking about what they had for technology during this and 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 what they had for technology now versus then and i'm like sometimes my fucking cell phone won't even work if i don't have a good enough signal right how the hell did president nixon call the moon on a landline how the hell are they sending shit from mars back to earth how did they get the how did they get the rover up there? The doom buggy. Well and 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 here's the other thing, Ron. Like even NASA themselves will tell you, I mean, uh, what's his name? That Dennis guy that's half retarded, um, that works for NASA. He uh, he even says he's like, Yeah, we lost the technology and we can't reproduce it. Okay, we're talking nineteen sixties tech that in 2020 we can't reproduce and we, you know, that they just lost all the blueprints They're just, and, and then they also lost, they, they taped over the film or erased the film. Like, Oh, they, yeah, they I, taped over it. They taped a porn over it. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, so it's like, okay. So if this were, if we were the first country to land on the moon, that stuff should have been taken and put into a protective national archive. For the people later down the road to, to look at. Because you don't know what the society, I mean, you know, we don't even know where the society is going to go in the next six months. So what's going to happen if everything t- burns to the ground and some archaeologist or, you know, 100 years from now, they're not going to know that we ever went to the moon. They're going to look at Mayan ruins and think that the Mayans went to the moon. You know, it, it's, just, it's just like you say. And then, and then when you start bringing Kubrick into it, and you start talking about all the clues that Kubert put into The Shining, and they're there. Like, for sure, I 100% agree with you. And and then then I start questioning things like, how did they get that doom buggy up there? Now, I understand they left it there, but where was the camera 
And how is the camera transmitting the picture of the lunar module taking off on the return trip to the Earth? How did we get that signal? I mean, what kind of technology was used? They can't even do that today. Well, I shouldn't say that because we're getting pretty good pictures from the Mars rover, which is just up in Canada anyway. So, so, so if you believe that if you believe that they faked the moon landing, well, who's to say they're not faking this whole moon thing, uh, Mars thing, which I think they're faking. Yeah, I well, definitely here, think here, they're faking here, that. Here's a here's some food for thought, uh, guys. What if you know we, we you have people talking about flat Earth and round Earth and oh, what just say you had just, more of Bob on last night, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> he's a young. Um, the uh, what? What about you know extra territory? You know, it's just beyond the ice wall that they're they're going supposedly. That there's extra lands that they're they're going. To. I actually and, like that yeah. one. Do you I think like they're that trying one. to yeah. distract us? Like they're they're using this infinite space model to basically distract us from the infinite plane model of flat Earth. I think so, a hundred percent. That's that's one of the questions I love throwing around because I you know I'm fascinated by it in in the sense that you know there's you know we we can't tell right now but there's also been stories of people who have taken uh, you know airships and air balloons miles past Antarctica and it was just ice you know um, yeah there's there's tales of that so you know you never know I mean. And there's some people that believe outer space is really the depths of the ocean. Um, and and uh, that, yeah, yeah. you know, so there's, there's all sorts of things. Now, don't get me wrong. I am absolutely amazed by the moon. I, I want to know what the moon is in the worst way. I, I, you know, <laughs> I don't believe what we've been told it is, but I, you know, I go out just about every night to spend at least five minutes looking at the moon if it's visible at that night. Cause that I'm boy? just, Matt, don't it's you find one of those things? Don't you find it interesting all the things that we're hearing now about the moon and all the theories? Oh like, yeah, like it, the I mean, theory it, that it rang like a bell. <laughs> yep, uh, which would that lead us to believe reverse, that, it's, that it, it. Oh, I'm it, sorry. Go ahead. It's a reflection of of, of uh, the uh, the Earth. You know, it's just an inversion of it. It's it's implanted. You know, on on the face. It's a hologram. I've heard. I've heard it's uh, plasma. Um, now yeah, you're getting it's, it's, into crow crow seven 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 territory. <laughs> yep. It's yeah. A and I'm not even. It's a hologram. I'm, I'm baby. not even a moon guy. You know, I'm not even. In, I haven't even really uh, done a ton of research on the moon and space and stuff because I find it interesting. But it's one of those where there's so many smarter people than me out there that I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll look into it. I'll listen to people that talk about it like Crow. I love listening to Crow talk about it. Oh, me too. It. Me too. And his Luna wave, that guy is a smart dude. Well, some people think it's yep. a hologram. Some people think it's like a space station. Yeah. What yep. the fuck is well, it? Well, if you is think about just a giant rock hurling through space? Hey, what about the Truman Show? Right? right. Where is where is the controls for the Truman show? That's all inside the moon, right? In Truman's world. So yeah. who knows? Do you, you know, think- any, and, and what they say is there's a lot of truth in movies, right? They drop a lot of things that just, so you'll say, ah, oh, that was just a movie. You never know. Mm. Check this theory out. Okay. So, so you hear, and now I've never seen this in scripture. Or I've never seen it in the Bible, but I've never read the whole Bible. But there's some passages, according to Sean, (laughs) that 
or maybe it was uh, an ancient tribe that said, you know, in their writings, maybe it wasn't even in the Bible. They said, in a time before the moon. Just right there would question it. So, so think about this. We're being told that the moon controls the tides. It's very possible. We're also told that the moon controls people's moods, which is where the term lunatic comes from. Moon, mood. And, and then you got mood. all these nurses and doctors say, oh my God, be prepared. It's a full moon tonight. People are going to start going batshit crazy. Well, do you think now this is something I just thought of. Do you think that whoever's controlling us, whether you think we're in a simulation or if we're a prison planet, I used to actually really enlist in the prison, the prison planet theory that earth was seeded by extraterrestrials. And this is where people like Buckley and I come from because we're both RH negative. And they saw everybody getting out of control. So that, you know what? We need to bring something into the fold that's going to help kind of regulate things because there's too much chaos down there. So they tow the moon in, which is a satellite. Just say it's a satellite where there could be a space station, could be the Death Star for all we know. If they're inside watching us uh, on the backside of the moon, they probably have uh, Nazis, probably have colonies or Nazis or, uh, you know, landing strips, whatever, whatever. Just you let your mind like use your imagination. And they're in there monitoring us, and they're using the moon because the moon is, uh, well, it's not really geosynchronous. It's the moon doesn't spin. I don't think a lot of people understand that concept. The moon is in that one location. That side of the moon is always facing the earth. Yeah. Right. The pictures of the moon are all the same. They're all the same. Just like the earth. Right. Yeah. You never see the dark side of the moon. You never see that. So you always but, see the same picture of the earth. But who's to say that they didn't put that there to control the tides so it would be more manageable for us to survive as a as humanity uh, to keep our you know mental mental state in in check who's to say that that wasn't a construct yeah i mean i mean those Buckley, are all you, legitimate questions Buckley, you just made me think of something have you guys ever seen a picture from space from antarctica north I've only seen it from like above Africa or above Europe or above Asia. I've never seen it like take a picture from above the North Pole or above. Aren't those, know, aren't those pictures all just composites, just like the pictures of the Earth are all just composites? Oh, of course they are. They're all CGI. Yeah. yeah they, you, they can't, they, they will tell you they're, they cannot take a, a one picture of the Earth. Everything is. You know, like you said, Ron, composite or CGI, it's all put together. Yeah, and you know the uh, if you go on like Google Maps or Google Earth or whatever, and you scroll down to the bottom <clears throat> where Antarctica is, it literally stretches across the screen from one end to the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> Which is like, okay, that's fine. But also, if you're in any way privy to the ice wall theory and flat earth and shit it like literally looks like a wall can i just add something to that buckley you know if you believe if you believe in the antarctic ice wall and that there's lands beyond the poles or that there's other lands outside the antarctic ice wall it doesn't necessarily mean that the earth is flat 
Yeah, I agree. Remember, we talked about this before, what I like to call crater earth, and somebody brought that to my attention one time. Great theory. Yeah, that's a cool one. That each divot in a golf <clears throat> ball would be like us. That would be right. our earth. And then you go out beyond that ice wall, and then there's another one, and another one, and another, and it's endless. Yeah, like like that. Like we could be on an like what they just what Buckley called and what you called it earlier, an infinite plane. Yeah. So yep. so the Earth doesn't have to be flat. We don't have to have a dome over us. I mean, we could be we could be a globe on a larger scale, and maybe we're encompassed by a see through globe outside of us, which would be the firmament. Which goes against the whole firmament theory of how that works. But I really like that idea. I think that is completely, completely possible. Yeah, but what better yeah. what better to distract us than like getting us to look up in space? Yeah. In like infinite space, all infinite universes, infinite planets, blah, 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 blah. Rather than looking like uh internally at our own environment in our own earth and what might actually be past the places that we're not allowed to go. Well, Do you know yeah, what I mean? essentially, essentially, Buckley, they're telling us that if we're looking up at the sky, you know, we're staring, they're making us stare at the wall in, in essence, you know, rather than focus your attention on the ground and with enough intention uh, focused on the ground, human possibilities are endless, right? I mean, there's thoughts of Humans being able to levitate, humans being able to, you know, uh, not time travel, but, you know, astral travel, um, just by use, focusing and using their mind. So let alone physically. Yeah, that's it. So, you know, there's, I mean, I'm with you. I, I just think these things that they push now, look, look at what they push the kids. The two prominent things that they push the kids are what? Tell us. Space and dinosaurs. Oh. Right? And those are the two big things that they heavily push on kids. You yeah. know? And it's like, okay, it's very, those are very interesting topics, but why? There's so many other interesting things. Why Why the push for NASA? Why the push for the moon? Why the push for space and Mars and all this? Yeah. I don't know. Well, dude, it, it makes me like, it makes me a little, it gives me sort of chills uh, on my on my spine, I guess, because it's like when we when we believe concepts like the round earth and space and dinosaurs and, uh, you know, even a lot of stuff that has to do with history, because you, you, you like to focus a lot on history. It's like all that shit that they're telling us, we're just taking and we're just yep. believing it. Oh, yeah, we believe we believe it all. Hook, so line, it's, like, and sinker. it's like the dinosaurs. It's like nobody on planet Earth is like has any actual real proof that dinosaurs existed. And there's even uh, speculations that, like, the fossils in uh, museums are all fake. Um, you know they are. I mean? No, no, no. It's not, it's not that they're rumored. The ones that are on display are not real. Right. So, so okay, it's so the right. full dinosaurs. So it's yep. like they're taking all this shit, and they're just they're teaching kids in school from a young age through programming, television, school, and, 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 and all of us. We're all just believing it without question. And what happens if you question it, Buckley? You fucking get You're thought censored. of as a crazy person, right? And, and, and listen, Buckley, so, so take, what take happens, your ADHD medicine. Take your Ritalin. Sorry, I need to what, happens, what happened back in the 1800s? 
back in the 1800s, it seems, in, in, in the research that I had, all of a sudden, these insane asylums popped up. Oh. Right along the time, they were resetting everything. And no. so it almost seems like if you didn't go along with the narrative or didn't think like they wanted you to, you went into one of these. Well, that's what we're in right now. We've been taught these paradigms. And if you believe against it, you're put into that asylum, right? It's not a physical wall now. Now it's a social barrier that they do you with because they don't want to pay for the, the physical torture and stuff. Well, you're a conspiracy so theorist. You're a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like yep. a mental institution without the walls or the lockup. You get la- if you go, if you say anything that's against the grain, it's your conspiracy theorist or your or your alt right or some bullshit. Yep. Which is yep. Bull- it, which is annoying because like I don't align with any sort of political shit at all. But like I've been I've been called like a Q-tard, a right wing, whatever having right-wing ideals, and, and I don't align with it. I, I don't even fucking vote because I hate politics that much. But, like, that's the thing. It's like you get labeled alt-right or you get labeled conspiracy theorist. Why, Buckley? Because it's easier to divide us oh, yeah. and to deal with us when we're divided. So if we take away the politics of it, you and that person have more in common than they do with their politicians and, and you just have to get past that barrier. Now, right. is it easy? No, but it's doable. And that's what we have to, we have to change our thinking in that and just, you know, ah, oh, the fucking libtards. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, Listen, I agree. They may believe different than you, but they're closer. We have more in common right. than we do with the people that are ruling us. So we have to get back to try and find that common ground. I agree with you 100%. That whole, like, divide the libtard shit, the alt-right shit, it's so fucking dangerous. And it's like, you know, yeah. And, and most of the people are basing these opinions off of fucking, you know, shit they see on their social media, on their screen, on their television, some guy, some politician, some fucking influencer on their fucking phone. You know, they're basing this shit not off of somebody they actually deal with on the day to day, you know, in, in their day to day community. There's but they're letting it affect them in their day-to-day community. So they're taking this shit that's given to them through the black mirror, through the media, and then they're treating the people they actually uh, associate with or or engage with or communicate with in their community on a day-to-day level. And they're letting that negatively affect them. Yeah. It's like, so people, people need to stop focusing on this fucking black mirror media bullshit and start actually, you know, looking internally in themselves within their communities as well and interacting in a way that's like positive and effective versus like the man's head on a screen or this bullshit media told me this. So this is now how I'm going to act like take the time to take the time to communicate with the people in your family, in your community, blah, 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 and engage that way. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Well, no, because I have, I mean, I live in basically a wonder, uh, a, a white bread town, mainly Polish town in Western Massachusetts. And it's hilarious because on the corner of our small town, once or twice a month are these, you know, boomers that are out there with end white supremacy signs, Black Lives Matter signs, and all this stuff that they're being fed on the news where in our community, it is not, has no 
relation to our community whatsoever. You know, the, the, the last thing we're worrying about is racism in our all-white community. You know, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and police violence, oh, and police violence. Dude, around here, the, the cops are the only ones that keep the, the, you know, the natives at bay. So yeah. it's like these, but they get, they get, like you said, they get straight. It's almost like they've been programmed and then activated. You know, the right. news is that switch that activates them to go out and inflict this view on someone that it has no relation to when the real person that it should be aimed at is the one sitting in your city capital, state capital. Yeah, you know, I think I think a lot of arguments could be made on all this division stuff that's going on based on mm. just exactly what you just stated that you're seeing outside your town. Hey, yeah, for sure. It's intentional. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's intentional because, and it's indoctrinating people. Yeah, and they, they bring those those macro problems to a micro level, mm-hmm. right? And they're not uh, these problems aren't on the micro level down here. Okay. We don't have these issues. It's not. It doesn't exist in our world. It's a fantasy world, though. It was you know, never we a don't problem. Know what New York City is. There's no gun violence here in our town. You know, it's it's ridiculous. But yeah. you see, I, people carry around here. You know, I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, people carry uh, here. Like like we have constitutional carry here. You don't even need a permit. Yep. Yep. So. Hey Matt, yeah, Matt. I mean, hey, hey, I just I didn't mean to cut you off, but we'll get running kind of late here. Uh, I wanted you to uh, tell the listeners, uh, tell the listeners about your show, where they can find you. And after, I want you to uh, hit me up with some show links so I can put them in the show notes tomorrow. Yeah, also, tell us what's what's coming next on your show. Like, oh yeah, and tell us about Master Debaters. Like, what's coming next that people can look forward to if they're going to go listen. Uh, yeah, I'm right. Uh, I'm going to be working this weekend on putting together either a one or two part, uh, series on the new Madrid earthquake, um, and, and the, the great comet of 1811 and how it all ties in with, uh, the war of 1812 and how, uh, some of our wonderful presidents were, uh, some of the biggest, uh, native, uh, massacres around. So, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nice. Stay, stay tuned for that. That's going to be one. And, and then, I yeah, I got the uh, Monday Night Master Debaters every week where uh, Ryan Dean and I uh, bring on, you know, two or three other podcasters. And we go in usually with no agenda. I mean, both you guys have been on. It's, it's a blast. You know, we just, whatever comes up, comes up. And, you know, you, you get to hear different perspectives on, on subjects. And uh, I get some good feedback on the show, too. People really seem to like it. Yeah, it's a great it's a great show. Tell us about the Great Deception. Yeah, so like I, I, I said, it's uh, it's basically an alternate history. Uh, I touch on you know uh, I'll go way back to you know old world stuff, which is you know I, I consider you know pre eighteen hundreds, and and I mainly focus in the eighteen hundreds, World War One, World War Two era uh, time frame. But you know I recently just did an episode. Uh, a couple weeks ago on uh, the 1985 Philadelphia bombing. Um, and then I, I also did the, uh, the Tulsa massacre of 1921 where uh, our own authorities uh, basically massacred civilians. So drop bombs on civilians. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, go check it out. Anybody, but, uh, that, yeah, no. anybody that thinks the government won't kill you, they need to think again. And that's kind of what I do, guys, is I go on, I do like kind of month long or two month long 
scenes, essentially. Like, I got deep into the uh, the World Fairs um, for a while. So anybody that's interested in that, I got a bunch of episodes on that. Uh, Star Force is something that I, I went deep into. Um, and then I touched on some current events, you know, how uh, things that happened in the past got us to where we are today, um, things like that. So, yeah, I, I like to do a variety of topics. I, you know, honestly, I would love to crank out two or three episodes a week, but I got a, a nine-year-old son to raise and a full-time job to do. So, uh, you know, there's only so many hours in a day, but I, I'm doing what I can to, to do my part to get the word out and, and hopefully open people's minds to some discussion and maybe uh, make uh, research and thinking cool again. Yeah, you know, people that think that doing a podcast is just buying a mic on Amazon and downloading Audacity <laughs> is all there is to it. Yeah. Hey, podcasting's a lot of work. Buckley and I work full time jobs too, and we both have little ones that we're raising. So I get it, Matt. But yep. uh, but yeah, but, and these power to you, and brother. that's why I I do the master debaters because I don't have to do any prep work. You know, right. that's kind of my, my, like what you guys do sometimes, you know, and you guys do deep dives too. You know how time consuming those are. I mean, oh, yeah. each one, each one of those shows that I do a deep dive on, I mean, you're looking at probably 40 to 50 hours of work minimum on those shows. On one know, or two shows. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and that's why, you know, and I, I didn't, I didn't charge. Uh, and I, I won't charge people for my show, but I will take contributions and donations. So I, I did start a Patreon recently. So if anybody's interested, you can go to Great Deception Podcast and uh, on Patreon and uh, check it out. And what I do there for the pa- the patrons right now, I'm going to put any shows that I do with other shows that they put behind a paywall. Uh, those will all go out there, and then uh, they all get the video for Monday Night Master Debaters out there too. So. Oh, that's a great idea. Cool. Yeah, so every I'm not going to keep content from people because listen, I know how times are, man. I I'm I'm <laughs> I'm battling the same battle everybody is at the grocery store, at the gas pump, and everything like that. So I'm not going to hold it from anybody. But at the same time, listen, you know, materials, research materials that I'm buying, equipment, things like that, uh, time, you know, a little a little reimbursement and little donations really helps and, and goes a long way. And I know I know you guys do it too. So uh, yeah. you know, it's not yeah. it's it, it's not all the glory that everybody thinks it is, man. I mean, the hours that you put behind scenes to to put out a couple hour show, it's like, yeah. Sometimes the question is, it worth it? But you know what? I really enjoy doing it, and uh, and and I, I have fun doing it. And that's when I'll stop doing it. You know, when it's not fun anymore. But right now, I'm having fun. Yeah, like my wife when she wants to get on my case. Oh, you didn't do this? Oh, but you had time to look up conspiracies. She yep. like, likes to oh, give me those little needles. Me. She likes to give me those little needles. And I'm like, okay, you know I'm into it. You know this is what I enjoy. This is my hobby. This is what I'm going to do. So it's the end of story. Probably why I'm single, Ron. Yeah. Well, you know what? She she's, <laughs> she will only she'll only say that once in a while. And then I just shut her down and she's fine. But hey, listen, Matt, thanks for calling in. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. I know you're a super busy guy. It's good to hear from you, as and, usual. Uh, yeah, and I'm uh, I'm going to put all your info in the show notes, and uh, I want everybody to go out and check out The Great Deception. Also, uh, Matt's YouTube channel. We'll put those uh, links in the show notes as well. 
and whatever else. I'll, I'll I'll go on one of your I'll go on your Spotify and I'll steal a bunch of links over there and I'll put them on mine if that's Sorry, okay with I, you. I'll, I'll send them I'll send them to you right after this. Don't worry, I okay. got a whole little cool. thing I can I can just text. Uh, yeah, actually, I'll 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 email you. I'll email you where you can send it to the Wick. Actually, you already probably already know this. Send it to Perfect. the Wicked Planet Podcast at gmail dot com. Send me all the stuff there, Matt. Will do. Yeah, and I'll be sure hey, to get it guys, out to everybody. I, I, honestly, thank you so much for the show that you guys do. You are. I look forward to your show every week. I do not miss one because not only is it entertaining, it's informative, and you know, keep doing what you're doing. I I love the show, and it's going to keep growing if you guys keep doing what you're doing. Well, we certainly appreciate the kind words, Matt. We try real hard. Yeah, I appreciate the shit out of that. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to do a show dedicated to all the hate mail I get for Buckley. We didn't have a time to read any. Oh, no, we didn't. Yeah, we <laughs> it. But but it's all good. Hey, hey, Matt, thanks for coming on, and I'll talk to you real soon, buddy. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, for guys. Have a good night. Yeah, good night, Matt. Can we just read one? <laughs> Which one do you want to read? Uh, both. Can we just read both of them? Let's well, just do it real quick. I don't. I won't do my closing words. Which one? Uh, they were both so good. <laughs> that was uh matt t from the great deception podcast also master debaters you can find him uh on the major platforms i i'm assuming yeah he's on apple and spotify and all the other i'll put all the i'll put all the info in the notes he also has a patreon so look from there um ron's trying to find some hate mail that <laughs> that was not necessarily hate mail send constructive criticism okay here's one from apple reviews oh yeah here we uh, go. this was from a few weeks ago <laughs> the title is please grow up buckley <laughs> buckley's ad- adolescent humor is making the show unlistenable <laughs> he was great when he went on another show and did a roundtable discussion and acted like an adult but on this show he's all about poo poo and pee pee jokes <laughs> And acts like an immature 12-year-old. Buckley, please grow up. <laughs> then he goes on to say, Ron, you're great and knowledgeable as always. <laughs> so thank you very much. Oh, my God. Poo-poo. I laughed my ass off when I saw I Hey, you know what? I like I criticism. It. I like all criticism. So good. Yeah. So fucking funny. Keep them coming. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, I don't know. It was good. Though. Oh, that one's kind of long. We'll, we'll save that one for the roast show. We'll just crimp it. Cut it out. Cut, just no, no, no. We'll, we'll do it another time. Say the important stuff. I like this other one. This one is also uh, a few months ago, also entitled Buckley. <laughs> Please wait your turn to speak, buddy. Oh. Give people time to talk. Great show. Keep up the good work, you guys. <laughs> and Oh, this one's good. We're going to read you one more. All right. Last one. Uh, this one is labeled wicked, wicked, good, Minus uh, five star rating. Minus so thank Buckley. you. Thank you very much. I have a rotation of shows that I listen to. Wicked planet would be one of my main squeezes. Oh yeah, baby. Gotta be honest. Took me a while to warm up to Buckley. <laughs> I think it was his random yelling. Seems like he's got a lot better these days. Maybe it's, maybe it's the haunted garage. That's tickling his soul. What do you mean? My random yelling. I don't know what you're talking about. He says, I don't know. Keep up the good work, though. So that's good criticism. <laughs> Look, all I got to say is keep it coming, baby. Fuel the flames to which my essence speaks to the universe. Now, I don't know who this was. 
she had. But but it says awesome. I love this show, and Ron for New England has a sexy voice. Eh. She must be in her 70s. She's probably like 95. Yeah, well, she's probably deaf in one ear. I can't hear her out of the other. She's probably in hospice. <laughs> <laughs> she's on her deathbed. She's like, just bring me Ron from New England. That is my last and final wish so I can blow his micro penis. <laughs> nice. Yuck. Poo poo pee pee. Poo poo pee pee. Buckley's on the poo poo pee pee. Poo poo pee pee. Okay, everybody, listen. I think we're getting a little punch drunk. I'm really tired, and it's about 100 degrees up here yeah, in the haunted studio. It's really warm up here. But, anyways, it's all good. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. We just wanted to touch on a few current events. I wanted to get Matt to call in. I love his stuff. And yeah, Matt's great guy. Great stuff. Great yeah. podcast. Yeah. He, he was Go a big. Check it out. He was a big supporter of, or still is, but a big supporter of the show before he did his own show. So that's really cool. Nice. So, anyways, uh, if you got any questions or anything, hate mail for Buckley. Don't be afraid to send it. I enjoy reading it to him. Lay it on me. Uh, just let us know at the Wicked Planet Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you know where to find me on Instagram, Ron from New England and the Wicked Planet Podcast. Come give us a follow. Check us out. Uh, go on Apple or Spotify. Leave us, uh, leave us a review. Uh, five star one, preferably. Helps with the algorithms. I notice when we do a search for the show, it comes right up now. So that's cool. Numbers are looking good. We're pretty happy. And Buckley is going to go home and get into the fetal position and think about pee-pee and poo-poo. Do you have any last words? I do. Go for it. Fuck all you haters. (laughs) Burn in a fiery pit of despair. I'm here to stay. I'm not going anywhere. You probably drive them deeper down into their pit of despair. I hope so. You know, I was in a I re- hope so. I was in a really good mood until I heard Buckley talk. That's what they said. <laughs> all right, everybody. Listen, I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you very much for the support. We appreciate all of you. Thank you to everybody that's added to the Wicked Planet tip jar. Again, every dollar counts. So until next time, Ron from New England signing off. Buckley. Ha, 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 ha.